welcome everyone to another episode of the Big Bear Podcast. I'm Brandon T. McClure, the guy who always comes up with the funniest cast to do at the beginning and then chickens out at the last minute. With me, as always, is Ben Magnet. I'm the guy who commits, even if it's stupid, and I completely forget what I'm supposed to do. Sparks Witty. Uh, I'm the guy who definitely always says yes and. And Ryan Eliopoulos. I'm Babu Frick. Hey, hey! <laughs> uh, Sparks Winnie, welcome back to the podcast. We missed you last week. You were off. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you got know, married. You guys, you guys got to do a review that I'm devastated I missed, but I'm very happy that you guys did it. Um, but uh, I did listen to your news coverage. Good job, guys. I thought you were about you to say, great... I did listen to the review and I spoiled no, you that. Guys, you, guys had a, you guys had a great news discussion. Good for you. Love it. Well, hopefully we'll have another great news discussion. Uh, congratulations, by the way. Uh, we, you know, we did mention that you got married. Damn. Podcast, yeah. you are. Yeah. Hold up, hold up. I have to do this with every one of my friends who goes away. Three rings were given to the Elven Lords. Seven oh. to the dwarves in the halls of stone, and nine to mortal men doomed to die. I don't know. I don't was... know how well it shows up, but if you see the black outer rings are meteorite, and the inner orange ring is dinosaur fossils specifically tyrannosaurus and triceratops cost 48 million dollars i wear dinosaurs on my ring and the thing that killed them that so that's that's metal (laughs) that that's metal as shit oh my god it's a pretty good one where the hell is sabaton where's dragon force we need a metal song about this like right the f now yeah my Uh, wife actually found it for me and uh i really like it it's a nice one that is it's a beautiful watch for a beautiful man. A watch? watch. A watch? Ring. Man, two minutes well, in. Well, two minutes <laughs> A watch is like a ring. They're both hey, Fossil just released a ring watch. There you uh, go. And there uh, is a watch brand called it's all, Fossil. It's all so circular, baby. Marriage <laughs> is a circle. All right. So, uh, guys, welcome back to the Figner Podcast. Let's get right into it with some links. Oh, shit. So we have some links. Uh, ben is looking at the links, making sure they're there. Yeah, they're um, there. All right, good. Uh, okay, well, as Ben, uh, as Spark said, this is going to be a fun show. As Spark said, um, we did a review of God of War Ragnarok on last week's show. That was one of our famous breakaway topics. We will be doing many more of those this year to help us get through more stuff. And you will see the kind of, hopefully, uh, the, the, the ramifications of that coming soon. So... Uh, that is available as its own episode on Basement Arcade Pause Menu. Uh, Ryan, Ben, and I reviewed God of War Ragnarok. So if you did not listen to the full episode, uh, or if you're just a Basement Arcade Pause Menu watcher and sometimes tune into this, that's there. Real quick, I just want to say, because I edit these, so I did not watch your review because I haven't finished the game. But Ben, kudos, thanks, great job. I'm so glad that you did both your classic intro and your outro uh, so that it it worked completely as a pause menu episode because I forgot to remind you to do that, and I was like, man, I'm gonna have to like awkwardly splice in old versions yeah. of been doing it. <laughs> I got six months ago. Yeah, yeah. Inside baseball, when Brandon said that when we get to the main topic, I was gonna take the wheel on it. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna treat this like any other episode of pause menu, and that's as how I start and ended a pause menu episode. So let's do this thing. I was so pleased when you squeezed in the unpause after Brandon brought the book club. I was like, oh, he did it. I need do nothing. He did it. And best part, you're not spoiled. You could just go from there to there and you're done. 
Um, so you can find that. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so once again, a breakaway topic of Baseball Arcade Pause Menu. Um, it is an episode of Baseball Arcade Pause Menu. It just happened on the live stream uh, for our show. So you can find both video and audio of that episode right now on Baseball Arcade Pause Menu, linked below. Uh, another another show of ours came back for the came back for the new year, 2023. First episode of 2023, Fake Nerds Watch, The Last of Us, episode one. Ryan, it's Sparks, special guest star, Pi. I'm in a link. You did, did it. it. We did it. We did it. New year, new us. <laughs> no more for six months. <laughs> uh, you guys discussed The Last of Us, uh, episode yeah. one. Boy, howdy. Uh, I said it to him when we were talking about, but like last January started with Peacemaker, one of the best shows of the year. And then this January starts with The Last of Us, not just already like like the best at like game adaptation, like like in terms of just pure quality, like it's already like, yeah, it's hit the mark. Also just a really great show. So like it's a win-win. Um, uh, if you play The Last of Us, like you know you're getting into, but they still do enough new to keep it fresh, and like you know they switch some things around. But like the core of the characters are there. It looks great. It's really expensive, uh, which is great. Um, Pedro Pascal, so good. Bella Ramsey, everyone, just watch that show. Five million people watched it. It's like the highest uh, uh, premiere of HBO's history, more than Game of Thrones and in House of the Dragon. So like, Brandon, you love Fringe, right? You loved Fringe. I did really like Fringe. Anna Torv. There you go. Very important main character at the beginning of the show. Yep. Oh, good for them. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. They did we it. Love it. Um, yeah, super happy. Very happy that friend of ours, Pi, also is joining us for this. Uh, yeah. He's a huge fan of the game, and he wanted to jump on and do the discussion with us. I'm very pleased with it. Um, we're going to keep it up. So check out The Last of Us. Yeah. Linked below. And Ben, you Hi. have three links in the description below. Not that we're counting. Uh, two episodes of Grayson Live, episode 9 and 10, where you guys, yep. once again, are going through Super Mario Bros. Do you have anything fun you want to talk about with that? Uh, go ahead and watch them. That's cool. all I'm going to say. Uh, Christmas in January. Yeah, Christmas in January. We talk about Christmas stuff in January. Well, when we recorded, it was right during the holidays, but yeah, you know what that, you know what that is. And D and Dark, yeah. episode 12, is yeah. up in the description below. Yep, that's down there. That's ready to go. It is uh, part. It is the second half of a two-parter where we go to Oxford University, and uh, yo, shit goes down. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say a lot more than that because I caught up on the show. (laughs) I caught up on the show. He told me about this. (laughs) (laughs) I I'm really enjoying the show, Ben. Congratulations on it. I'm really happy you have it. Uh, Dan Dark is a wonderful show that I think people should probably check out um dan is a great is a great dm um you guys are really coming together as a, as a crew and a cast and i think it's really working out uh ben did the worst decision ever um on what on i've ever heard in my life um he decided that he was going to sharpen his weapon on stomach acid and uh he had a large he had a very large uh, gap to make like he had to clear 15 right ben that's what it was you had to clear 15 pretty, i had to clear i want to say i had to roll a 15 or higher and that's with my modifiers and that's really and I high i rolled like a 12 or something i oh. actually i listened no to this ben part. no ben you rolled a two. Oh, that's right i rolled a two <laughs> <laughs> um, and, right. I rolled and he so lost bad. and he lost his weapon I lost my bone club warhammer. And the thing, the thing that was so funny is that everyone, like Dan, you can tell, is like, okay, uh, 
gotta clear this number. And like afterwards, Grayson was like, I knew that wasn't going to work. <laughs> but I Ben, like but Ben was so confident. And because my brain was like, I need something sharp, but my dumbass forgot I had something sharp in my inventory. That and it was, was also the funny. javelin that I took from Baron Vornerberg earlier in this in the campaign. So, I mean, I did realize after scrolling through my inventory page, I was like, oh, wait, I have this. And then I'm like, wow, I, I, I self-berated myself on that. But uh, Ben, yeah, for good listening. I'm only I'm glad I'm only three episodes in, but I still I still remember like the first episode. We were like, I'm just going to jump into a group of like 12 men and it's going to be fine. And you immediately got murdered. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just knocked out because you're already undead. Ryan, keep listening because one of those guys comes back. Ah! Oh <laughs> yeah, that's who that was. Yeah, Brandon that's, knows a, who that's that is. what they would call a little sizzle, a little, little, little sizzle, a little, little, little sizzle, yeah. bacon sizzle. Yeah, um, and I, I have to say, I actually told Brandon a little spoiler for the setup for the next um, little arc that we're doing that we just recorded this last weekend, or this past weekend, I should say. Um, and I'm really excited for how that's going to turn out. We haven't rec- got into the quest yet. But just the setup had all of us just stupid excited. And in Motep, the mummy just is like, are you seriously effing doing this? I am like the most serious character in our entire party, and we're doing this? It's great. I cannot wait for you all to listen to it. It's great. You guys I'm happy are, for you. You guys are delightful to listen to, and I'm glad that I caught up. Um, all right. So that's all the links below. Check them out. Check all those things out. We're very proud of them. We love doing this thing. Happy New uh, Year, Mag. Oh, yes, Mag. I was yes. about to pull up the comment. Uh, Mag is in the comments. Uh, Happy New Year or Lunar New Year. Happy New Year to you, too, sir. Happy New Year. Who wants to go first of their week? I will. I always go first, oh. so I'm not. Brandon I will. wants to I go. just said I will. Yeah, oh, I was supposed to say mind. Brandon never wants to go first. I'm never, sorry. Brandon I'm never sorry. goes first. Ugh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I said it because I actually have nothing. <laughs> So I wanted to get that out of the way. I did a few things like, you know, I, I watched like three episodes of Yellowstone. I'm, I don't feel like I'm talking about it right now. I watched some Harrison Ford movies. Don't really feel like talking about it right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing really that I want to discuss. So that's my week. Well, I'll bounce off of that because just like the last two weeks, all I did was play Midnight Suns and I beat it. Uh, it's a great game. I also watched the first episode of The Last of Us. I don't know if I did anything with you. Um, you watched the first episode of The Last of Us. Yep. Uh, with us. Yeah, I'm off Tuesdays and Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Who's next? I will. Uh, how dare you, sir, Brandon? Um, I was going to watch Puss in Boots, The Last I'm... Wish with me. I wanted you um, to bring it up. I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. Um, I'm not going to gush about it too much. Uh, I think it's very beautiful. I think it's the best of the Shrekiverse, whatever, at this point. Um, Better than Shrek 2? Yes, absolutely. They're oh. different. I, I will acknowledge, like okay, they are different. Okay. okay, okay Here's okay. the thing. Uh, I think I think our friend Michael put it very well. All of the previous, including the previous Puss in Boots films, all of the other Shrek-related films have been riffs on fairy tales. Yes. Puss in Boots: The Last Wish is straight up a fairy tale. Okay. It's not a yeah. riff. It okay. is a fairy tale. Okay, okay. It's doing something different, and I do think it makes it better. Okay. I um, will not, if I may. I will not lie because there have been. Sh- showing scenes like scenes here and there from tiktok and other social media swipes and of course there's that famous one where it's like hey attack on titan for kids it's a scene from puss and boots the last wish um the animation looks stunning and i saw the scene where puss and boots meets the wolf for the first time 
and it cuts off right when the wolf says how much he loves the taste of fear, the, or not the taste, the, the smell, smell of fear. And I am just like, that's that I, guy's. That's that guy's first ever voice acting role. He's, he's so he good. kills it. He kills it. And just so, just from that animation alone, I'm like, I really should see this movie. I don't know when I'll be able to see it, but uh, if it comes out on Peacock, I'll definitely take the time to watch it. But this movie does look absolutely stunning, and I have to agree with Brandon because we've talked about this off off mic that uh, Into the Spider Verse was the best thing to happen in animation in decades. Oh, we've done it on mic too. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes, uh, the animation is gorgeous. I'm happy to say I don't think it's the film's only strength, um, yes. but it is. It is absolutely a dominant one. I think the music is also incredible. I think the voice performances are great. The character designs are immaculate. Um, and the story is simple, but earnest and well-told. Um, so I, I really enjoyed it. And I think Brandon and I will be getting together for an animation station discussion about it very soon. Choo -choo. So I'll say more there. Um, I also saw Shin Ultraman, but didn't get a chance to talk about it. So I'm just going to say I also agree with what Brandon and Ryan said. And I thought it was really, really fun. Um, I don't have a lot more to add to that. Um, the Bad Batch season two came out and I didn't finish season one. So oh I'm, yeah, I did. So I'm finishing season one, um, which is also really good. Um, they had, uh, I, I'd kind of hit a lull point with the episode I finished off on. So that's, it was easy for me to kind of stay away, um, when I took a break, but the next episode I picked up on, um, is all about them being conflicted because they get hired for a job to protect a former separatist, uh, governor who is rebelling against the empire. Mm -hmm. And so they're conflicted because like they hate what the empire is doing, but they also used to fight the separatists and don't agree with their fundamental ideology because that's what they were told to do. Mm -hmm. And so it's cool that like that kind of stuff still sneaks into the children's shows that are like the bad batch and things like that. And I really enjoyed it. Right on. Um, I started watching Sonic prime. Oh, dang uh, it. Yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting ready. I've, I've dipped my toe in. Um, how, the many, how, really great. how many episodes you in? One. Okay. One of eight. There's not a yeah. lot. Um, yeah, but one, a lot. One, one, is, one is double the length. One is almost 50 yeah. minutes, and then the rest are, are about 30. Um, uh, I, I like the animation a lot. I think they've done a very good job with Sonic's attitude and how the other characters feel about Sonic. I think it's more well-executed here than it is in most places. Um, and I really appreciate that. So I'm interested in where it's going to go. Mm -hmm. Some of the writing is more simplistic than I want it to be in places, but some of it's also very sharp. So it's kind of like it's got both going for it. And that, that's off. As long as it's so got we'll both. See. Yeah, it's got both. There's yeah. like some really good sharp jokes. And then there's okay. some like, yeah, all right. I mean, this is, you know, Sonic. your traditional like kids writing. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> but we'll but, but we'll see. Watch The Last of Us. We talked about that. Go check it out. Um. I, I also want my moment to just say I really enjoyed Killer Be Killed Volume One because I also read it even though I wasn't here. Thank you. Yeah, um, I really, I really enjoyed it as a read. It was, it was different and and spicy, um, and I liked bad the for, the formatting of it. And yeah. yeah, it's all bad vibes, um, but but I liked the formatting of it a lot. Um, yeah, cool, cool story. Um, Love it. I I. Don't know if I'll continue it right away, but I'll I'll pick it up again at some point, I yeah. think, because I really enjoyed it. Um, and I've been playing God of War Ragnarok, but I'm not going to say a lot about that. I've just, I've been doing it. I'm, I'm making my way. Making my way. Downtown. <laughs> I'm trying to walk fast, but I got stuck in the Ironwood for a while. Oh. 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 Yeah. 
I don't mind the story elements that we learn in that level. No, anyway, neither do I. I. Ryan and I already talked about this off air. I'm I'm now I a large chunk of my day was clearing all of that area and then moving on to the next thing. Yeah. All right. Ben? So unless Sparks, were you done? I am done. Ben. Okay, so media-wise, I have been trying to jump back and forth between finishing Pokemon Scarlet and um, starting Sonic Frontiers because this week I completely forgot Fire Emblem Engage came out. But ben, I'm not gonna get ben, it. wait. I'm sorry. I played one hour of Pokemon Violet. Uh-huh. I played one hour in bed because now that I have a Switch, I can play games in bed. Not that uh-huh. I can't on my TV, but it's real, it was real nice. So, so yeah. I did that too. I'm, I am so happy that you got that and you got your Switch. And also, now that you have Violet, we can actually trade Pokemon because we I, we need region-specific Pokemon. But that's beside the point. Uh, the point is I'm trying to to go through my backlog, to start finishing some backlog before I buy new games because obviously Fire Emblem Games is coming out, Final Fantasy XVI is coming out at, uh, later this year. But I didn't really do that because I got my Sega Genesis Mini 2, and by God, Crusader Senti is really freaking fun. Um I'm really enjoying playing this game. It's Crusader Senti, if you don't know, I think I talked about this last week, but it's a Zelda-like game that was made for the Sega Genesis, published by Atlas, which is a big Nintendo publisher nowadays. And it's very, it's very fun. It's got definitely has um it definitely has some difficulty into it, but at the same time, it's a fun adventure game. It's fun going around, but it's definitely one of those older retro games where you definitely need to really pay attention to where you need to go. Because there are times where um, dialogue would just go through super fast, and I'm not pushing any buttons, and I'm like, "Where the hell am I supposed to go?" But even and also just going through the Sega Mini too, Sega has, did a really good job with this con- with this unit and its cons and this console. And I ha- I have to say this this thing is really this thing is really nice, and I wish they would do more. And by more, I mean stop with the Genesis, but add like Sega 32x games or other or other Sega things that happen because uh, technically a complete Genesis is Sega is the Genesis, the CD and the 32X. But besides how that, how many games come in the thing? 60. Damn. Yeah. Pretty good. 60 games. Um, not all of them came out here in the United States. There's some Japan only games and it also, and it included with those 60 titles are 10 Sega CD games, hmm. including night seen, trap, which caused the ESRB to be formed. I know Night Trap. Yeah, yeah, that's a gross game. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you seen anything about the about Atari Fifty, Ben? The, the... I have heard that you the should, game. I do. No, no, no. The Atari Fifty is it's on my Amazon wish list. Actually, um, I okay. want the seal book because it comes with a really cool poster. But the really cool thing about Atari Fifty is that it doesn't just cover the twenty six hundred because when a lot of Atari compilations start. Sorry, guys. Uh, when Atari puts stuff out, it's normally just twenty six hundred stuff. This one includes stuff from the Jaguar, the fifty two hundred, the seventy six hundred, the Lynx. So yeah, I really need to look into Atari into the it's Atari not just one. That, though. It's not just that. The thing, the really cool thing about it, it's not just a collection of games. It's it's a history do- documentary the, about the, inter- about the interviews. The and interviews, yeah. Interviews. And there's unreleased games, like the mm-hmm. demos of games that have never been released on that thing. So you can play games that no other person has ever played before until now. Mm-hmm. So like it is it is more like a like museum than it is a video game. Oh collection. no, oh, no I have heard. I have heard absolutely nothing but great things about Atari 50, and that is definitely on my list to, to snag when I can, because oh, yeah. that thing is just like, because I, I I may not be like the world's biggest Atari fan, but I do recognize what Atari has done for video games, and they were the biggest name in games in the late 70s, early 80s, so their place in history is well-deserved. So, I, yeah. Steelbook, and now I got it. I want this, 
Yeah, I want the seal because it comes with a really cool poster, and I think that poster will look really good in this empty space right here. I've been trying to get this space filled up for years, and I can't find the right poster to put up there. But yeah, uh, besides that, um, other media-wise, we're gonna be talking about this on a FNW soon. But I started Willow, and yeah, did. Brandon was right. I freaking love this show. I'm on episode but four. Ben, hold on, Ben. It said Brandon said last week it was made for him, so I don't know how you can't like it. It's true. <laughs> it's well, true, Ben. I'm sorry. Uh... He claimed it. Yeah, yeah, you do. But, but I, I really enjoy this. Show. I absolutely love the show. Um, Brand, because Brandon texted me, he's like, "Hey, I really want to do this." I'm like, "Okay," because he keeps saying, because every time Brandon says, had like th the times where Ben has told me, like, messaged me or called me specifically and said, "Ben, try this out. You will not be disappointed." Every time he's been right. That yeah. happened with Free Guy. That's happening with Willow. So so far, it's like. Okay, I, I started giving it a watch and it's fantastic. I can't wait to finish it. Maybe you'll it and freaking listen it. to me next time. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm really glad you're watching Willow because, as he, he said, uh, we want. I want. I really want to just talk about it and mm -hmm. as for a fake nerds watch. We and we discussed doing it, but we just never had the chance. It was just bad timing. So I'm really glad that um, uh, hopefully we're from Ben and I will at least get to do it. Yeah. Um, Sparks attempted did not start. It did not start. Okay. Um, so, Ben, you and I will, will probably just be doing okay. that one on our own. We, right. Really, 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 really wants to, but time is what it is. It is yep. what it is. It is. It, time um, is what it is. Willow, it depends how this year is going to go. Because, like, you know, how this could go. Maybe our discussion will make me dislike it or something. But, like, it depends on how this year will go. Uh, Willow could end up on my top 15 of next year. Of 2024, bold. bold. Yeah, bold. Um, I really, I really like it. Um, and uh, yeah, I just can't wait to talk about it. I oh, wanted it's weekly. to. It's because it's it's weekly. I, it's weekly. I, it's weekly. I, I keep forgetting that like yeah. Disney's normal and they put it out yeah. weekly. Like, <laughs> I've wanted. To, I will not, yeah, that, yeah that's no, that's true. Yeah. That's a good yeah. I wanted to keep watching it, but I had to go to sleep because it was four o'clock in the morning. I was like, but I want because I got I ended episode four and when I heard the newest the new rendition of Air Sandman when this when they're looking looking down the, the music big, choices are wonderful. They are. And I'm just like, I want to keep watching, but I gotta go to bed. Damn it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Um one more thing. Uh, I think I mentioned this in a few shows ago, but me, my house, we've fallen into a board game pit. And by that, I mean the game villainous has its hooks in us and it will not let go. Ben, I can't I can't believe that it took this long. I thought you'd played it. Nope, um, never. I got I it for... I it had the... been out this long and you hadn't touched it because I would have told you Didn't you guys buy it ago. for... Didn't you buy it for me? I bought yes, it for Sparks. It for <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bought it for Sparks because I had told... I bought, the, I bought the Marvel version. And then he tells me about the 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 base the like the regular Disney villain one. There's a Star Wars one now, because um, right now we have all the like the main Disney character like the classic Disney characters. Like almost all their sets were just missing syndrome. We don't have the Star Wars one. We don't have the Marvel one oh, so yet. Ben, real quick, I just want to tell you, Star Wars one is the one they've changed the most because okay. you know how the board is. Because mm -hmm. I just played this recently, um, they added a last panel that's called Deep Space. In oh. deep space, you add vehicles, and you can just keep adding vehicles, and they just keep extending to the right. And they're locations that grant abilities and function as fighters. Mm. Also, General Grievous's quest is to kill eight Jedi and take their lightsabers. Oh, 
So it's oh. a pretty sick version. Add them to my collection. That's yeah, that's gonna be at that we're gonna be adding that soon. Um Fanny was at Target the other day and she found out the, the Gaston expansion set was only ten bucks. It was on sale, so we bought it. And yeah, villainous my friend Blondie bought me this base set, and then my friend Jeff, his mom, got me the Cruella and Evil Queen set. Because a random Amazon package came to my house. I open it up, I'm like, the fuck, what is this doing here? And all of a sudden now, my entire house, I, I've come home from work seeing Fanny and Kai play just 1v1 villainous. And there are days where it's like, hey, let's have a board game night. We just bust out all the villainous stuff. We'll maybe take a break and play the Pac-Man board game for a hot second, and then just go right back into villainous. That's awesome. So yeah, villainous. It's it's absolutely it's absolutely a blast. I absolutely love my favorite villain to play as thus far is the evil queen. I absolutely love playing as her. She is fun and she is ruthless. Yeah, nice. That's yeah. Awesome. So yeah, that's my week. All right. All right. Uh, now you should just sit here for another forty-five minutes while I set this up. <laughs> All, right, <see> <laughs> All, right. All right. Shall we do a bit? <laughs> shall we go into our bread and butter? Okay, Sparks, you yep. want to be you wanted to be sure that this ended up on our in memoriam section. So why yes, don't so, you kick it off? Yeah, this this would have been last week, um, but I didn't think you guys would have a lot to say about it, so I didn't want to make you guys do it. Um, but Jeff Beck passed away last week, um, known guitarist and musician. Um, oh, I didn't know he passed he's, away. Yeah, last week. Um, Brandon, what are the details again? Uh, he it was a uh, uh, seventy eight years old. Yeah, and he died of meningitis. That's what I thought. Oh, yeah, meningitis. Um, yeah, it, it, you know, like he he lived a long life, a strong career. Um, you have heard Jeff Beck's music, even if you didn't know it, because he's done like tons of collaborations throughout his career, working uh, as a guitarist with Eric Clapton, Sting, Phil Collins, tons of tons and tons of people. You've heard the man play, mm -hmm. um, but on his uh, individual work, he's. Um, I just want mentioned this pull quote uh he's widely credited with expanding the possibilities of blues music as a guitarist he popularized the use of audio feedback and distortion um also later influencing the sound of heavy metal like jeff beck is an influential member in the music community he he is a step in what redefined what music could sound like as we were progressing from the 70s into the 80s um so I just wanted to give all credit. I know a lot of musician fans, friend, our, our friend Jeremy um, and his friends are, you know, deeply feeling the loss of Jeff Beck as just this influencer on the medium. Um, so I wanted to give proper attention to it because you've definitely heard him. We've yeah, all heard yeah. him. Yeah. Um, and then Jason Pearson, a interior artist for comic books, long running, um, passed away last month, actually. We just found out this week because he uh his family kept it uh, a secret until now um he was 52 years old wow. yeah that's very young that's um, that's, that's really unfortunate yeah there's as when this happens with artists spreading his stuff all over twitter and it's like yeah it's always that's you always lose the good ones he had a really cool style yeah yeah um i wasn't super familiar with his work but i definitely i definitely recognized it um yeah, yeah so it's a bummer 52 years old. Yes, too young. Too young. Um, Sparks, I will also pass this off to you as we move out of the In Memoriam section because I believe you put this one in here, something mm -hmm. that I completely overlooked. Yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> 12,000 layoffs. Yeah, uh, there there were a lot of nasty layoffs this week, and I just wanted to touch on it because uh, it's it's getting ugly. It was, it was 
like the worst, maybe the worst week in like history, like in like modern history of this like multiple companies laying off literally tens of thousands of people, and and notably a lot of people doing it poorly. Um, and this is just like this is talking in like the, the brands and mediums that we're associated with. We're talking like Amazon and uh, GameStop and Microsoft laid off twelve thousand. Microsoft people. and um, Giant Bomb. Was this um, what was going on with Comixology? Comixology, uh, yeah, that was another thing I meant to have you include is the Comixology shutdown. Um, just awful. Uh, everything that's happened with Comixology since what Amazon did to change it. That used they to be a, a perfectly... perfectly good service that yeah. I used. Yeah. Uh, uh, and Amazon literally bought them and destroyed it. Right. Amazon <laughs> always had them. They just decided to interfere. Okay. They, yeah. That's a little, you should have left it a left hello. Yeah. Um, going on to the Microsoft update, because I was listening to another show and they were talking about the layoffs that happened this week. Um, especially with uh, in regards to Microsoft and Xbox uh, in particular, I want to say three four three. A lot of um, a lot of people who were fired or who were laid off from three four three industries were people who worked in the single player um, the single player departments of their of those games. Most of the multiplayer side they stuck around, but a lot of single player um, only. Oh, that explains it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, there was a there was a tweet. Hold on, I'm gonna read. Um, hold on, Ben. Keep going. I'm gonna pull yeah. something out. I just want I, I want to credit the Gamers Week podcast because there was there was the ones who I heard the story from, and just hearing about all these layoffs, especially from Microsoft and including Xbox, things aren't looking good. And I want to say Phil Spencer said he Phil Spencer said something during this week. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it definitely got a lot of people not really up in arms, but they were just calling him out. It's like, what the hell, dude? So because you said that that reminded me of a tweet that halo put out yeah. um the, the halo account said halo and master chief are here to stay 343 industries will continue to develop halo now and in the future including epic stories multiplayer and more of what makes halo great and immediately i thought is that a threat because i honestly look I, I look i'm not i completely zoned out this this week i was i started a new job and it was to, like encompassed my life but like but i did not see a lot of this most of it honestly so i was not aware so when i saw that tweet i was very confused at what the hell that meant um yeah notably um people talking about this uh with these layoffs like the the, the real devastating thing is that and and what we're going to see and what i fear because i think we're going to have more um throughout this year because it it is frankly that we are feeling the ramifications of inflation and the squeeze on our debt because these companies are some of them are having to cut people they they like are having to in in some ways like it's not even like oh well we could take more money from the top and keep you know like keep these people like still people would have to get cut because there's just not enough money right now yeah and um that's not to say that all these decisions are justified they're not but uh we're in an economic downfall right now and the problem is that all these people are getting laid off and they're getting laid off at the same time in the same uh zones of work and because it's happening rather than a trickle, it's a flood. All these people are not going to be able to get jobs in these areas again. Yeah. I know, like, um, I'm sure you've seen Gita talking about it. Our friend, uh, not friend, a uh, person that we listen to a lot, uh, Gita Jackson, who was uh, like laid off from Vice yeah. uh, a couple months ago, still is now facing the decision, like, do I just change my career? What I, <laughs> what I work on, what my career is, because I can't get a job doing what I was doing. Yeah. Because... Mm -hmm too many people have been let go out of these jobs and still are being so there's no room to bring people in my like my favorite video game website that i go to every day giant bomb they let two of their their video editors go one of them was about to hit his 10-year anniversary at the company yeah like it's just like 
again, like all these things were were sadly going to happen. It's just that they literally all of it happened in one week. It was insane from day to day. Just so many people losing their jobs in so, like the tech um, industry. It's I, like it's boggling. And this and this is like this week in the tech industry. But I did want to make a note because I would have talked about it just briefly. I don't think I would have mentioned it for very long on the podcast necessarily, but because we're talking about layoffs last week, you guys are all familiar with Brea bakery. That was at downtown Disney. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So the, the company just shuttered its doors midweek last week. Um, they just closed doors. The employees were coming into work and they laid them off that day and went out of business. They are now no longer functioning with restaurants. They are just selling their bread to marketplaces. They closed their restaurant on a, on a whim and let everybody go without notification. That's that illegal. Day, that that's, day. Why I mean, is that's that not illegal? That should well, be illegal. But all, I want to like mention something because I have heard because I heard that that location in downtown Disney specifically was shutting down, and then Earl Sandwich was coming back because I was like, "Yay, Earl Sandwich! My favorite one of my favorite sandwich joints is coming back to downtown Disney because we didn't know if they were going to come back since Ding Tai Fung is being built there, um, the Portos is being built. I want to save in the old um, Rainforest Cafe, but that's beside the point. But hearing this now is that they are closed. They closed their 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 doors that day is messed up yes generally when something like that happens um so th th their money situation is 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 so bad that like that's that's a mismanagement on a on a unbelievable scale if like something like okay so it's time just break we're done today today's the day we're actually done like but, that doesn't but happen. ben's right because the thing was that two hours after they did that they disney made it known that earl of sandwich was taking over the location so that means that on on one hand brea knew and yeah, they communicated yeah, yeah. like we are leaving the space and they just didn't, they tell, didn't, their they, they didn't tell their employees That's um so that they weren't that they weren't going to be working i will ask again why isn't that illegal because probably what happened is that they shuttered the restaurant but they didn't officially lay them off until that day um, so that they are giving them their two weeks notice. They're just not opening the restaurant right now. And it's not labeled as a closure, but labeled as like, we we're closed for another reason or that kind of thing. Oh uh, yeah, we love loopholes. Loop, um, loopholes. But, but my point being like, it, the tech industry ones that have happened this week is bad, but this is happening in a lot of areas and this is happening in a lot of places and it's probably going to continue to happen. And it's very, very nasty out there. And I'm feeling for a lot of people who are losing the, the jobs of their dreams. Yeah. Yeah, Comixology was an incredible website before. Yeah, Amazon. Yes, the Comixology. I just like the Comixology stuff has been depressing. When, when I hear a number like twelve thousand, I'm just like, where, where are all these people coming from? Like, how, how, what? This is like this. That feels like that's like a state's worth of people. Like, what twelve thousand people? And another reminder that um, there's a decent chunk of these people, especially in the tech industry, that were working in California. And uh, they now have one week to figure out their new health insurance because they probably got their health insurance through their work. Mm. And now they have one deadline. week to figure it out with Covered California. Um, what a great yeah. system. This is just devastating for so many people. What a bad week. I don't think... Um, go, real quickly on Comixology thing, I don't think they recover. I don't think there's a way for them to ever get back to any no, I think comics what they used to be. It, it will never. No, it never will. Comic piracy is about to just skyrocket. That Amazon Amazon screwed it up and they won't fix it. Mm. Someone. The good news is generally, when something like this happens, there will be a there will be someone to take its place. It might be a while, but that's always what happens in situations. Right. Like this. Yeah. Capitalism destroys everything. Yep, it's true. Uh, cool. Well, not cool, but hey, let's talk about something else that's actually sad. Okay, I love it. 
Marvel's The Avengers video game from Crystal Dynamics. All right, guys. Let me. It's time for me to have a eulogy real quick. Uh, stay. Um, I'll have let let Ryan talk more about this. Um, but real quickly, um, no new content will be added to the game after March thirty first. Um, and support for the game will end completely on September thirtieth. Yeah. So they've already said that, like, and it is you know in, in the modern era, like. It, the game is not like shutting down forever. Like you, after after they're done with like supporting it, you can still play it. You can still play the campaign. You can still play all the multiplayer with your friends. That will be until the server shut down, which will probably be in a couple years. Uh, but you will still be able to play it after it. So like there are it. Avengers has a very hardcore, dedicated fan base of a couple thousand people. It is definitely one of it is like it is the lowest in terms of live service games. Like Destiny, Fortnite, they have millions of players. Like there are <laughs> dozens of us. There are dozens of us. On like on an average Monday on Steam, there's like 120 people playing Avengers. Like it is, it is, it is a quote unquote dead game. Uh, that's not to say that the developers didn't work really, really hard. The problem here is that Square Enix did not know how to support this game or know how to make a live service game because the gameplay itself is great. The campaign is great. If they were just allowed to make that type of game, if that game could have just been what Guardians of the Galaxy was, yeah. it would have been a success, a huge smash hit. But they wanted it to be Fortnite, they wanted it to be Destiny, and they ruined it. They ruined it, and these developers did the best they could. Uh, they just inked out that five-year plan because it's ending this year. It's like, all right, cool. Like, once we're done, once that five years, we're done with y'all. We don't yeah. want you anymore. Yeah. And the exact same thing happened with Marvel Heroes too, and that game got canceled and scrapped. Um, it's really unfortunate because, like, the, the Avengers, the MCU, is the biggest thing in, in Hollywood. So, like, the fact that an Avengers game failed so spectacularly is is a real big bummer. Um, and I just mostly I just feel for the devs because like I know I know those devs did their best with like the little the little that they had. They had a Black Panther event come out two years. It's been two years since that Black Panther event came out, and that was incredible. That was awesome. And then after that, their support got cut. And they're like, cool. So everything you want to do, you can't do anymore, but you still need to put new stuff out. So they made a bunch of skins, and then that they made Echo characters. So you have like two Hawkeyes, and you have two Thors, and you have a you have a Winter Soldier who's basically just Captain America and Black Widow. Uh, and it's just really unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I deleted that game last week. They must have saw that I did that. That's when they canceled it. Um, you were the, you were oh, the nail in the coffin. It's it's true that that campaign's very very good. Um, we made really, two really videos enjoyed. on it. Yeah. Like three really, years ago. Really really, really like that ago. campaign. Um, frankly, I still would like to do a, like after aftermath discussion on just like what worked about that campaign and why it was good um yeah i wanted these two to be on it but they've never played it so it might just end up being ryan and i doing it some i'm point going as to a moratorium on this this year i'm going to eventually i don't believe in new year's resolutions but i told myself this year that i'm going to start digital long box and i definitely i'm going to be replaying that campaign and talking about it there we go eventually there it is, there it is. um so yeah but it, it's uh it, it's inevitable but it's still sad yeah yeah um yeah all right good news the avengers are coming back oh hell yeah when's the, when's, when's the sequel coming out <laughs> um so avengers is going to be relaunched with, at marvel as often as these things do jason aaron is running is finishing his run uh and then jed mckay will take over the title with artist cf via um this will start in may and uh the new, it includes a new lineup: Thor, Iron Man, Captain Marvel, Sam Wilson, Captain America, Sam Wilson, Captain America. That was meant to be one thing. Sorry, uh, Black Panther, Vision, and Scarlet Witch. It's a cool, it's a cool lineup. I like that lineup. Yeah, I really like Jed McKay, so I'm excited for this. I love Jed McKay. Oh yeah, yeah. Doctor Strange. 
His Moon Knight cool. is awesome. Like um, so yeah, uh, it's really incredible that Jason Aaron was able to have a 10-year historic run on Thor and then have probably one of the worst Avengers runs in modern history. It's really funny how you can do both things at the same time. Um, Because that book started totally fine. And then it's just like, what if I just threw every idea I've ever had in my entire life into one book at once? Um, And I quickly fell off that book. And I see it's still going and it's ending now. And I'm I'm thankful. I'm still reading it. I'm still reading it. Um, Hey, you, you, you do you. you. If you like it, that's great. Um, I, I I'm glad it's Jed McKay now writing it. Uh, cause that dude knows how to draw. Not that man, that's the thing. Not that Jason Aaron doesn't know how to do characters, but like his Thor is like a worse version of Thor from his book. And I don't understand how you do that. Anyway, uh, I'm really excited for this new Avengers book. I'm really excited to be picking up Avengers again. Uh, and Tia Vila, who's like a, not like a new, new artist, but he's like, this is like his big up and coming book. Uh, doing an Avengers book. So I'm like, hell yeah, big new talent, big Jed McKay getting an upgrade. Couldn't be happier. Uh, yeah, I really like Jed McKay's books. I think I'm actually reading... Oh, no, Benjamin Percy is doing Ghost Rider. I'm reading two of his books. I don't remember which two. But Are you definitely... reading Doctor Strange or, or Moon Knight? I'm definitely reading Moon Knight. Uh, you're definitely uh, not reading the, uh, the Black Cat book, so I don't know what else you're reading. No, I don't know either. Probably but nothing. But I really like his Moon Knight. Um, so, yeah. Um, it's going to tie into his uh, work on Timeless. He wrote the Timeless one-shot that happened with Kang a little bit ago. Oh, my um, God. That came out two years ago. That's finally, finally. No, it only came out last year. 2022? Yeah. That's it was the, It's the one where Miracle Man's logo, where Kang's like, what's, what's this? It's Miracle Man's logo. No, I get it. I just, I feel, I feel like that was an eternity ago. I'm just glad it's, I'm glad it's not, it's, we're not getting Doomsday clocked and it's like six years. Yeah, he um, teased this Avengers lineup in that book, so makes sense that he would take over um yeah. also means that kang will probably be a big role makes sense yeah a new loki series is coming um it's gonna be a four issue miniseries uh by dan waters with art by jermaine uh, peralta i'm gonna read the the the, the synopsis for this one because it's new four issues uh this exciting new chapter for the god of stories will introduce a collection of ancient norse weapons loki crafted in his mischievous past when they're scattered throughout the realms, including Niflheim, Kree space, and Earth, Loki must track them down to prevent them falling into the wrong hands. Throughout this twisting journey, readers will see Loki go head-to-head with iconic Marvel villains, provide, uh, provoke Earth's mightiest heroes, and be forced to confront the dark truth that lies at his center. Ooh. Uh, I am very much into this book, mostly because Dan Waters is a really great talent. He did uh, that... Um, uh, that uh, um, that ghost, the the ghost, uh, uh, a kaiju house uh, book. I forget what it's called, but it's like where the Homesick house pilots. Homesick, Homesick pilots. Thank pilots. You. That Homesick book pilots. Rules. Yeah, and he's done he's done some uh, some DC work with Batman too. That's really good. So like yeah. he's great. And then uh, uh, Peralta is a dude who, who did Vision with Tom King and some other really like intense books. That dude is a really intense artist. So that means this book is going to be like it's going to have like the grit because that dude knows those kind of books. Right. Uh, he did he did Magneto at Colin Bone, which is the best thing Colin Bone ever did. Uh, so, like, I am so excited for this. Loki is a character who, like, generally I would never read a Loki book, but the last person who wrote Loki was Al Ewing, and that book rules. And then mm-hmm. this person, like, all right, I guess I'm just, like, I love Loki now. It's like, it's what happens to Harley Quinn. Like, yo, you give me a good show, some good new comics. Like, I like this character now. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm curious what's going on. Speaking of Loki, I don't know if you guys pay attention anymore, but Donny Cates is not writing anything. <laughs> right now but both of his hulk but his hulk and thor book it are still moving but with different writers and there's been no 
uh, announcement about that. They're just there's considered villain writers, but it doesn't look like he's coming back. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. That so this Loki series is coming at this time. I wonder if that's a sign. Well, I mean, a four-issue miniseries, like, they, they drop miniseries about characters all the time, but, like... Oh, sure, but, like, to fill in the time until they find a new Thor person to write. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's, 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 he, he's, like, done with comics or something. I don't know. He's, no, he's he, what happened movies. was he, he got divorced. And, uh, and around that time, I guess he just took a leave of absence from Marvel. And I don't mm -hmm. know what's going on since. Well, yeah. still got God Country coming out soon. That's right. They are still doing that movie. Yeah. Black Panther. A new Black Panther ongoing series is coming by Eve L. Ewing, uh, with art by Chris Allen. Um, obviously, John Ridley is doing the Black Panther run now. His run's going to come to an end in March. Eve Ewing, sorry. Eve Ewing will pick up from there. Um, but we do not know what the plot is. It's being kept in the wraps. I, I will admit that I kind of wish Ridley's run was going to go a little longer, but I'll tell you what. I don't think anybody else agrees with that because people don't like that book. That's a bummer. It's a big bummer. Um, it's specifically because like the last the last issue that came out was a Captain America versus Black Panther basically issue, and the way he wrote not just Captain America but the way he wrote Black Panther was really really offensive to a lot of people. And basically, it had Captain America beating the shit out of Black Panther like while he's unconscious, and just like saying like he literally says you need to go back to Wakanda, Black Panther, in like one scene. And I was like, and a lot of people found that really toned up and really bad. And people, so I think people are excited about this change. John Ridley is interesting right now. It's an interesting place right now because I haven't heard anything good about either of his books from Marvel or DC, Black Panther or The Blue Wall, GCPD. Yeah, I, I, and he did some Batman stuff, which I, I don't know people's opinions on, to be mm -hmm. honest. So like, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's, he's hitting as hard as, as, as they want, I think maybe. Well, Eve Ewing's a great writer. That's really cool. I'm I'm stoked for this. Absolutely, that is that is cool. Um, her we, we read her Ironheart. Uh, we did uh, book for a, a book club a couple last year. So, mm -hmm. all right. Is Coates, is Coates on anything with Marvel right now besides Hulk and Thor? Tana uh, Tana Coates. Or? Oh, Tana Hesse Coates. No, yeah. no, he's no. not. Kate's I don't not think. Coates. No, I don't think he's writing anything right now. No, I think I don't think he's picked up anything since he finished his Captain America run. No, he's he's, yeah, he's free on it. He's working on that Superman movie at Warner Brothers. Not, no, that's not. That's probably a good point. No, that's yeah, probably yeah. true. Uh, not that I want him to come back to Black Panther or anything. I was just curious if he picked up a different character at Marvel because I was wondering who would be good for him post um, his Captain America run. Yeah, I have to think about that. I'd have to think about it because like he like leans kind of political, so like mm, inhuman. Yeah. No, for real, like like slave labor, all that. Kind of be cool if he went over to X Men. To be honest with you. Yeah. Oh, he would destroy it. He would destroy it with him and oh yeah yeah. All right. That X-Men line is going to go for a while. Yeah, it is. I'm, almost, I'm, 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 I'm five months now. Five months away from being caught up. Hell yeah. Um, cool. Mithrigan. The worldwide sensation. Yeah. Mithrigan is getting yeah. a sequel. Yeah. Mithrigan 2.0. No, it's Matugan. It should have been Matugan. 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 I was like, what the hell is Mithrigan? Oh, Megan. Got it. It's Mithrigan. Nice ben, it's Five Cream and Mithrigan and Scriforum. Right. Mm. And any others that we can figure out. So we, uh, we figured out Scream 6. Screevy. Screevy. Because they did the Roman numerals. It, the that is, man, that's... Oh, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, yeah. That was a <laughs> um, I, uh, oh, Keela Cooper will return to write the script. 
gave her. That's great. Um, and uh, various people in the cast that we probably shouldn't read out in case spoilers. I still haven't seen Megan, but um, it's really exciting that uh, that that screenwriter is getting a lot of attention, specifically for being a talented and be a black woman doing a great job. Um, we found out. I don't know if I said it on the air, but I'll just repeat it for new people. Not only did did they write Malignant, which yes. is which is incredible, and also Megan, they wrote Hellfest, which is a which is a cult a cult favorite of ours, right? Which is you know a, definitely like a lower budget like slasher movie. Um, Are you familiar with Hellfest, Ben? Have we talked about that nope. with you? So it's a horror movie that takes place at a haunt. Like think about a horror movie, at slasher, Fest. a slasher horror movie that happens at a haunt. But it's like it's great because like it subverts all the tropes that you normally would happen, and different things happen where you think they'll happen. You know what? I great. think I remember you guys talking to me about this, yeah. but we never sat down to watch it. And really, well, I'd love to do it because like the the thing, my favorite thing about it is they're very sensibly well written teenage teenage college age characters. Yeah. Um, they sound like real people. They behave like real people. It's one of those nice things about about the film. Um, one of Ra- Brandon's favorite actors is in it. Uh, it'd be cool. Yeah, uh, they're also dra- writing the Nun too. Hopefully, that works out good for her. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that gives me more hope for that movie script at least. I still got the that, director. Yeah. The director. Yeah. The director. Here's the thing. The guy who wrote Conjuring Two also wrote Conjuring Three. So I'm willing to t- say that the director had some bad juju going on. Mm. So, save it, save it, save it, Cooper. <laughs> again, it's just they. We've talked about it. They gave the Conjuring franchise to the wrong guy. Yeah, yeah. All right, Friday the Thirteenth. We already know about Brian Fuller's Crystal Lake, but now we know. Don't do that. <laughs> what? I'm stabbing someone. Yeah, it definitely looks like you're stabbing someone. Stabbing, two, stabbing two people. <laughs> stabbing two people. <laughs> That's a joke from community, actually. It's a blooper. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Um, a new reboot film is in the works. Um, this will be unrelated to the Crystal Lake uh, TV series. Um, Sean S. Cunningham is working on this one. Hmm. I uh, cool. I mean, every everything gets rebooted, and, and, and that's cool. Like I, I, I think of like you know the Halloweens, the the Friday the Thirteenth, the the Elm Street. I think Jason is my least favorite, but I don't dislike him. It's just like he's just like he's just like the least cool of the cool slashers. Yes. Um Yeah. Okay. I had to be sure. He's the guy who won the rights to the to the film because he wrote the first one. Yeah, so okay. Okay, cool. He's doing this to make a new Friday the thirteenth for the first time since the first one because he he's doing he's gonna do a Halloween where it's forty years old. Only later the first one is yeah. canon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, uh, that's totally fine with me. Like literally every franchise does. The that. mom is still the killer, she's a ghost now. She's ninety years old. I'd watch that. Ghost <laughs> yeah. mom? Uh, the thing I have enjoyed seeing online a little bit is like, cause again, like all of these movies get like remakes and reboots and stuff. And the Nightmare on M Street one is not good. I think the Friday the 13th, 2009 reboot's pretty good. It's a really fun, good slasher movie. And there's been a lot of real praise on love showing up on, on online. It's like, oh yeah, that movie is pretty good. Uh, so like, oh, I'll take another, another Friday the 13th. Sure. I really want us to find the right way to do more Elm Street. Cause like. Dream shit would just look so cool by today's tech yeah, standards. That was the one good thing about making. Yeah, yeah. And like we I feel like we've never taken full advantage of it. And I'm willing to like I know Robert England wants to retire. I'm willing to like have a different friend. Tell me, like do do the it. last legacy how all do the Halloween ends or I wish they know, would. Like, I yeah. wish they would. He's pretty adamant about never coming back, but I really wish they would. Heather Langenkamp was so good in Midnight Club. Oh my god. Like I I oh man, she needs to have a resurgence. Like let her let her do that one more time. 
Oh my god, a new person taking over Freddy Krueger? Like the like you could go into like why Freddy Krueger is the dream demon that he is. And... You could do they could totally do like a meta thing of like like he's a demon who lives forever. Nightmares never never fade. Right. Because Robert and it Englund just changes another retired. it just becomes another face as people are scared of another person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert Englund has retired from the character but not from acting. So he could like show up in a different way. Yeah. That'd yeah. be cool. I'm into that. I'm I saying like, like I new nightmare is my favorite of those movies. I think Absolutely. it is so wacky. And like, it's that and dream warriors. Yeah. Both of them have Heather Lang in camp. Yeah. And so. I'm like, man, like just one more, just one more, bring them back. Everyone back. New nightmare is so good. Um, Cobra Kai is getting a sixth and final season. Nice. The little show that could. Yep. And it gets to like end on its own terms. Despite being the one Netflix show that gets more than two seasons. Do you think it'll get a movie after this? <gasps> oh. The new, Six seasons in a movie? New Karate Kid. You know what? If they can't if they can't get Hillary Swank in this season, I think they'll try to make a movie just to get Hillary Swank. I don't know if that's a justifiable reason to make a movie. She's the only uh, she's the only actor from those movies who they haven't gotten back. They need, I, they need I, just a little bit more money for Hillary Swank. Brandon, you really need to know that like everything I know about Karate Kid, I know from you. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's hey, a pretty low tier reason in my mind. Wax to make on, wax off, man. What else do you need to know? I, uh, I, I, I will go to bat for that remake any day of the week. But I do really like the show. I've talked about the last, the last show. The last season ended up in my top fifteen for the first time ever. Um, because the last season was really good. I don't know if I'm, if I'm okay with the villain direction they're going with this season but it's whatever um i think they're gonna kill, they're gonna kill it in the finale those kids are great um i'm i'm really excited to see more of the show and hey look what a success story Again. surviving youtube red's downfall to become a, a huge show on netflix i can't believe that that happened or that uh a dumb how i met your mother joke spawned a six season show yeah seriously <laughs> what if johnny was the good guy Tron three. Oh god. Talk real quick before you say anything, talk about like the monkey paw curl of like right. you want something so bad. What if we ruin it twice for you? So we, we are finally getting the third entry in the Tron franchise. Tron Legacy, Top Gun Mavericks, top, top Gun Maverick director's own Tron Legacy. Great Yay! movie. So of course we're getting the third one after many starts and stops. Yay! Jared Leto is set to star in the film. What the fuck, though? No! This episode is now explicit. Um, and here's the thing that kills me: Joachim Ronning. This is this is the actual. This is actually is worse. going to direct this movie. That man directed Pirates of the Caribbean five. Your yeah. career should have been destroyed. I'm sorry. Yeah. Did yeah, Maleficent really 2 bad. come out after or before Pirates 5? I want to say it came out after. after. Maleficent after. 2 is fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I did, I knew about the Jared Leto thing. I was upset about that. Because I was like, thank God, we're finally getting Tron 3. The Tron ride at Disney World is going to be finished soon. We're getting Tron. It's like the fact that Tron 3 is now officially a thing. It's like, yes, finally. We've been waiting ever since 2009 for this damn movie. What do you mean, Jared Leto? Is yeah, a star. And see, if this were like a Blade Runner 2049 situation, we're like, I love that movie, and Jared Leto is in it, but he's not the star. He's a side character who has like 10 minutes of screen time, so I can I can forgive that movie. Uh, him being the star of this movie, I'm like, wow, that's that's a real big bummer. The it's thing a, is, you had, you, sorry, Sparks, go for it. Uh, the thing is to me that like 
we were going to get a Tron Legacy sequel, and then Tomorrowland didn't do well, and they scrapped it. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's such a bummer that, like, I don't understand how you make that financial decision and then decide now's the time to bring back Tron, and this is the way to do it. And I'm like, is it? Is it? Really? And it's not like Jared Leto's had the best year. Like, like if you look at his last big profile thing, it was Morbius. Right. Like, that alone should make you go, I don't know so, if we need him to headline. I did see, I didn't look into it too much, but I did see some stuff saying that, like, he has a, he was, like, he's contracted to do this movie no matter what. So, like, either they needed to wait for the thing to lapse out of his contract or else, like, he has to start it no matter what. And if that's the case, then maybe, like, they just... He I don't had... want Disney to shit out a movie, let alone just... a Tron movie. No, I know, but with the star and the director, it feels like... Like, it. just to have Hillary Swink, I mean, Jared Leto in a movie is not a good enough reason to make a movie. Um, <laughs> so, I here's my thing that I thought was really funny. I don't know why Tron is the, cam the straw that broke the camel's back, but I've seen Twitter just light up with, like, it's time to go after Jared Leto for all his gross sex stuff and his abuse. His cult? His, his cult and everything, and I'm like, cool. I don't know why this was the thing that did it but sure yeah. let's do it let's get Jared Leto on movies. to take them down yes. the Tron fans were activated and they yeah. said no more <laughs> no more Rensselaer yeah, the Trons it's were not going to be morbid time over here <laughs> nope essentially they're like greetings program get the F out the thing is the thing is the Tron Tron 3 was in development hell for so long before um, Krasinski Jared Krasinski I think is his name directed uh, Tron, uh, Maverick um left the project and then they had other directors um and then they just outright said we're not doing tron 3 tron 3 is not happening and then out of nowhere this tron aries project showed up with jared leto and i was just like you waited too long like joseph, i'm sorry joseph <laughs> kaczynski joseph kaczynski like i'm sorry you waited too long because at this point the 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 interest in tron you would only get back if Garrett Hedlund and 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 um, uh, Olivia Wilde, Olivia 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 Wilde were coming back, but also like well, there was a whole Cillian marketing. Cillian Murphy was set up to be the villain of that movie of the, of the third film. Digital he jazz. was because he, he was he was. was Dillard. He was the son of the villain of the first movie. And you're like, yeah, hell yeah, and like, but the guy, but Bruce Boxleitner is like, no, I'm never going to play Tron ever again. So we're not going to get the set get get the get the um resolution of what happened to winsler to Rinsler. and uh there's a whole campaign after the third after the second movie but like you know flynn lives oh flynn lives is kevin flynn still alive in the grid like what's going on you're not gonna get jeff bridges back no after i don't I, care at like at the end of tron legacy i really i enjoy tron legacy i enjoy tron legacy quite a bit and I was looking forward to the possibility of a third film. I was looking for like I, I remember watching the the like the Flynn lives thing and seeing Bruce Box um, Bruce Boxletner come back and talk to one of the guys who played Ram in the original film. I was like this whole thing that they put up online is like okay cool I can still wait but let, yeah let's do this let's do this because Olivia Wilde she's an ISO she's in the real world now let's do this thing and then when Disney scrapped it I just was like okay I'm done but you had the original actors. Or like the the original the stars Olivia Wilde and the guy whose name I cannot remember the guy who played Sam in the original Jerry still Hedlund. like yeah thank you still like ready to go they're like no I want to do this film and now you're just letting him go by the wayside for this and like Chris Hedlund would come back if you asked yeah I, exactly what's he doing <laughs> sorry uh, Pan he, two not sure he was hooking Pan but that's I'm a, just but, a minor but. 
the, also the thing that really just kills us for me that makes me have no faith at this moment not a, or at least not a lot of faith is the fact that the director is the guy who directed pirates 5 that, that destroyed me sucks that destroyed that, me i mean thank goodness Mulfson 2 wasn't as bad but dear no, but like, lord pirates, pirates Look, 5, it's not a big hold victory on, hold on i just want to real quick I cannot say that the direction of Pirates 5 was the ba- was the major problem. I'm not saying it was great, but the big problem was the fact that Johnny Depp did not give a shit about no. being there and the writing was bad. All like, right. Like all around. All right. All right. So like the director okay. does not mean like this project is doomed. I don't think the direction was the thing that killed that bad movie. Um, there were help. two other major factors. I'm not saying this is encouraging, but let's not hang it all on his head. All right. Fair. Fair. That's fair. We did go a little hot and heavy. Walking! <laughs> but still, I'm not excited for this Tron movie, and I've been waiting uh, for a Tron movie for, ten, for more than 10 years. Yeah, and like, also, Mag, oh, sorry, sorry, Ryan, real yeah. quick. Mag is in the chat as well, saying that the and Daft Punk, who composed Tron Legacy, being one of the best, one of the uh, amazing musical score, and now they are done. That um, movie, I, I'll say it, that movie would not be as good if Daft Punk didn't do the score. Mm-hmm. I that's where that's where for me doesn't like carry the movie but if it wasn't the same score i wouldn't feel as highly about it absolutely. i'll tell you that absolutely synergy works so well together. i think i think uh tron legacy was a movie before its time you know it was a legacy yeah. sequel before that was the norm and that was really mm-hmm. cool and that's I, a there's point. a lot yeah. there's a lot to love in that movie and i i think i think uh, jeff bridges is incredible uh, you're returning right about that. and if you're not making a sequel for the people who like that movie i don't know who this movie would be for anyway because yeah. you didn't grab a huge audience with tron legacy to begin with yeah. but you want to keep that audience and maybe intrigue some more especially people who have now grown up watching tron legacy that's who you're trying to grab you want to start a whole new tron audience get the fuck that's out of here. the crazy thing enough time <laughs> has passed now it's been like 15 years that we can now make a legacy sequel to the legacy sequel that's what indiana jones and the dial of destiny is yes <laughs> god time flies wow yeah uh-huh. like I, I i just i just i just don't care it bums me out really hard that like for the next like two to four years we know a tron movie is going to come out and no and it's just like well jared Leto's the lead of it so I, like, we're not seeing it i am i'm not looking forward to it and even, and even then um God, I don't know why the, like, the the Walt Disney World ride keeps popping up in my brain. It's like, what do you? Because that ride is based off. I don't know. Are they gonna like completely redo Tron? No, they won't. And here's the thing: they might, they may use the aesthetic from uh from Legacy still uh, to kind of keep it in 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 the same in the same vein the to trick power. us into thinking this is a I sequel. Would, um, I would be shocked if it do, if the third one doesn't look like. <clears throat> Tron Legacy. I think it But Sparks is but Sparks is right. That what are you doing with this if it's not going to be a Tron 3 if this is something new? You you're not going to get a new Tron audience. Like look, they tried. Mag is right. Mag is in the is in the Tron the Tron cartoon show which yeah. uh, had Elijah Wood and Bruce Boxleitner as Tron. Like that show was really good, but you weren't getting an audience with that show and that's the show that would have gotten you a new audience. A new Tron audience doesn't exist. Yeah. It, it, if you're not carrying on Tron Legacy, which is what most people for the past 15 years, whether they watched it in theaters or will have watched it as they have grown up into watching movies, then gone and seen it on Disney Plus or whatever. Uh, if you're not appealing to them, I don't know who you're trying to appeal to. Yeah. I think it's just them trying to, like, it's like, hey, we got this property. We might as well try something with it. And, like, it's not like, again, it's not like it's their Star Wars so they can throw something out if it doesn't work. Like, yeah, hey, we'll try again in 10 years. Who cares? 
And that's a bad way to think about properties. I mean, but you're you're right. Really, we we were lucky that Tron Legacy is the movie that it is because that was the same thing. Like, well, we have this property. Let's throw something out, and it was Tron Legacy, and we got lucky. And and of the big fists that Disney wields with all its studios, the weakest finger is absolutely their live action right now. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not holding a lot of faith or breath on this because their projects are hit or miss. And again, like you are right, the director isn't isn't absolutely as bad as we're making out to be but he's also not like someone i'm excited to no 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 see. for sure absolutely. So, so it's just like it's it is it bums me out that i'm like well there's not there's another, not something it's there another like, 10 years there's not something there where i'm looking at like i'm gonna look at the grid in a whole new way oh yeah. man like yeah. yeah obviously that is not part of it um yeah i i think the jared leto of it all is the, uh just one I'm, I'm just answer uh, i want to ask a quick question and then we'll move on but like in two weeks time casting announcement Jeff Bridges returns to Tron Arise. How are we feeling about it then? Slightly better. I slightly oh. better, to be honest. A little bit better. It makes me sick that I'm excited. But to it. be honest, if they say Jeff Bridges is back, but Garrett Hedlund isn't, who is his son? Yes. I'm kind of like, what's the point? Now we're trying to find Sam. He's lost in the real world, man. I don't know. I'm, I mean, uh, whatever. If I you wanted, know what, if Olivia, if Olivia Wilde comes back, I'll I'll be mildly more interesting. More that's interesting. the thing is because she's out there as a living program in the real world. I'm like, see, that's where that's where the story is, baby, about her and Cillian Murphy wanting her and like do it. All right. A Quiet Place Day One, the new A Quiet Place film. You were right. Has cast Alex Wolf from Hereditary and Pig. Um, oh. It's an undisclosed role. That dude is so talented. Besides being part of a famous Disney band, I think it was Disney, the Naked Brothers band. He's also just an incredibly talented actor. And again, like you've seen Hereditary, mm-hmm. I've seen Pig. He's good at everything, uh, including the Naked Brothers band. So, like, I'm really excited about this. This is great. This is that means like, oh, well, you know, the performance is he good. also the young, the young version, the the kid version. Jumanji becomes the Rock in Jumanji. He is in Jumanji yeah, as well. So he's a good guy. He's a good kid. Yeah, he um, worked with uh, the, the director of, Day, of Quiet Place Day One, Director Pig, so it makes sense they'd want to bring him over. Uh, we actually... No way! That's such an upgrade! Hell yeah, bro! Uh, Ryan and I actually just recently talked about this movie a little bit with The Last of Us episode in, in a comparison sense, where um, The Last of Us has an opening thing that's very much reminding me of the opening of Quiet Place Part 2, um, but a little more expanded, and uh, that I said, like, watching something like that makes me realize I really want that um a movie that's just about that moment in time mm-hmm. and so i'm really excited about this because i want a movie that's about just the the thing happening not the aftermath not much later just living in the thing in the moment that it happens yeah kind of like cloverfield yeah. kind of like cloverfield but for like this kind of an invasion thing yeah yeah uh rainbow six tom clancy's rainbow six is getting a live action film michael b jordan has been cast and uh, chad stahelski will direct this film uh, because this has a cast, this would this would theoretically make it his most immediate project after he's directed nothing but John Wick films. He's a John because, Wick boy because he has directed the last four John Wick films, and he has been attached to direct many other films that don't have scripts or direct or actors. So this yeah. is encouraging. This is Michael B. Jordan. Well, he's awesome, but like this must be further along than we think if all this is already happening. But like Rainbow Six, like that can that's just there are so many games and like books and all this stuff. So like that could just, it's just any military story you want to tell. But like the fact that Michael B. Jordan's involved and Chad Snellsky means the action's going to be good. I'm like, cool. We're about to get a really great like action shooter coming out in the next couple of years uh, based off a video game. So 
Um, that's cool. Anything on Michael B. Jordan, I'm, I'm all about. So. I'm I'm all for this. I mean, you got the guy who directed John Wick. The action is going to be there. Michael B. Jordan picks a lot of really good projects, so this one has something in there that he really likes. And also, it's another. I mean, Tom Clancy's name as much as as much as his books are known, his video games are also known, or at least they put his name on the video games. But that's, where that's they, what it is. That's, yeah. that's what, what it is. is. That's well, what it because is. Rainbow Rainbow Six, if I'm not mistaken, is actually based on a book that Tom Clancy wrote. Yeah, and then they there are literally like forty video games with so, Rainbow Six, uh, Las Vegas, Rainbow Six, blah yeah. blah blah. Rainbow, blah. So many Rainbow Six. It's like a new year, a new Tom Clancy Rainbow Six game. I believe Rainbow Six, and again, like I could be wrong. Rainbow Six is like a squad of people. I'll be yeah. honest. I'm a little socialist wet blanket, and I'm yeah. gonna say that if the politics aren't very good and they're very very like yeah rah rah pro America militia yeah. going into places it shouldn't, I'm gonna be like, well, I'll pass, even though I like Michael B. Jordan. No, sure, Roger. no, absolutely. <laughs> That's that's very fair. Um, I'm so it's a good shooting movie. I just watched. Uh, speaking of Tom Clancy, I watched Harrison Ford's Jack Ryan films, um, Clear and Present Danger, and Patriot Games. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Jack Ryan is such a fascinating character as I'm getting older because he's just like he's like he's like the good CIA. He's like if the CIA had a heart of gold, it was Superman. And I'm like, wow, all right. That's why again, that's why like standing fictional, like you could like comic books, you can stand fictional like people because like yeah. you know, oh he's a pl- he's a police officer in a comic book. That guy's an actually a good person, as in like a real person, you know. Yeah. That's, that's what fiction is for. Exactly. All right. Trailers. Oh, we're in the sea talk. Once and always, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, 30th anniversary special coming to Netflix. It sure looks cute if you're a fan of Power Rangers. I'm sure it's going to be a great time if uh, if you're nostalgic for all that stuff. It's a shame. Joe Johnson. No, Jason no. David Frank. Oh, Jason, Jason David Frank. Frank passed away because I'm sure he probably would have been a part of this. Oh, 100. Yeah. yeah. You see his suit. You see his suit. They they're filming uh, like the original six. Is there an alien? I'm Sounds hearing. Like Nope, that's probably Overwatch. Hold on a second. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> that's probably Overwatch. Um, okay, but what was I saying? Oh yeah, this looks cute. This looks this looks like a cool idea. I like. Um, I, I obviously really like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers as a kid, uh, and I, I, I this appeals to me. I'm actually oh. really surprised that you took the question mark off of this, Sparks. Well, I figured it should be talked about. I also thought it was super weird that like Jason David Frank passed away, and there's no mention in this trailer of just like uh like wanting to honor him in a way if he isn't there or the fact that if he did get to film anything for it, like that the fact that it's not present in either direction but they show the green suit i'm like that's kind of like a big question mark to leave hanging there uh for a lot of people yeah um i guess a lot of people think that the there's there, there are two black rangers showing up in this special and they think the first one is gonna be the green ranger mm. so um the first black ranger and the second black ranger are both in this oh interesting this, this is my understanding from what I read because I was trying to find an answer to this. But I think it's super weird because Jason David Frank specifically was on the panel where they announced they were well, they wanted to make this down oh. the road. He was there for the announcement of it. And it's weird that they released this and they don't acknowledge his passing in one way or another. I wonder, I wonder if they didn't... They didn't want to release a trailer that just like, hey, this thing exists, but like it's a we're, we're you're really here for him. You know what I mean? Instead of like everyone else. Like, That's totally fine. Like, but like, like and, you know and here's, I mean? like, here's the thing. Like, if it were a normal trailer, I'd agree. Yeah. But it's a trailer where they're talking about getting the gang. Oh, back it's like a documentary kind of trailer. Stuff. So yeah. I'm like, there probably should have been a slight mention of like, you know, 
wanting to make it good for him kind of thing yeah, yeah, or yeah. or the hey we're really excited because we did get a little bit of him for this kind of thing one of those things to to kind Maybe of it's answer i'm not i'm not even that invested in power rangers at all yeah. and and i'm kind of sitting there like it's kind of weird that you guys didn't answer that question for the fans who are sitting here wondering like who's in the green suit um they're also they've also announced that they're introducing a daughter to the original yellow ranger who's going to take on the mantle yeah i saw um, that in this uh, to Ben, Ben mentioned Amy Jo Johnston, Johnson. She uh, apparently didn't say no. She said yes to what was get what was offered to her, which is a strange way of saying she said no. Um, so yeah, that, I thought that was interesting. Um, Mag has a comment, right? Mag has a comment. Um, says hope it's a good send off as well as Legend of the White Dragon. Legend of the White Dragon is a fan film coming uh, soon someday. Uh, they were uh, Jason David Frank was the star of that fan film. Uh, where he would become the white dragon. Uh, so we do not know the status of that at this time. But yeah. Sort of time. Polite society. Yeah, this looks awesome. Yeah. The uh, the um sister is the girl from Umbrella Academy. Yes. We got her. It's we got the villain from Miss Marvel. It's really funny yeah. that the villain from Miss Marvel is fighting a lady named Khan. But you know, mm. you know, you know, <laughs> traditional, you know, traditional last name and stuff. It'd be like that. Uh I hope. I pray because I can already tell like the dialogue will be better, but I got princess vibes from it where the action's gonna be really, really great. So I hope I hope there is better dialogue in this trailer, but I hope it's not just all it's a kick-ass action movie and we yeah. didn't think about the script at all. Because like I don't want to get princessed again. Uh mm-hmm. I don't think it's gonna be I'll be honest with you, like the vibe that I equated it to was not um a princess, but I did equate it to about gunpowder milkshake. Oh okay, uh, where sure. like where like oh, oh, yeah. a pretty good time probably didn't utilize all your pieces that's, as well as you could have that's, and that's yeah, yeah. kind of where i'm more feeling yeah but i'm just i'm just super happy to see something it going down the sundance circuit that's being being pretty happily buzzed about just for the amount of uh diversity they get yeah. to, to um indulge in on screen and do this kind of quirk movie um the action looks um, looks really good i'm up for it yeah uh, I, I i wish them success so i'm i'm hoping that it's good yeah before we move on ben your screen is very very loud the water, the water, the per- it's, fish in a it's the water. It's the water, and I assume the video game that's being played Overwatch. No, it's his, it's the aquarium that's right next to him. No, I know but there's the aquarium, but I mean, I can hear the video game that they're playing downstairs. It's the aliens. Um, so if uh, you want to tell them, maybe turn it down a bit, uh, not to be rude. I apologize. Um, we'll move on to Hello Tomorrow. Yo, I love Fallout, guys. I can't wait for you to watch this Fallout show. Oh my god, this is literally the beginning of Fallout. Uh looks fantastic. I love retro futurism. We don't get enough of it. Uh I love 1950s, but it's 2050s societies. I think it's awesome. I love flying 50s cars. I'm so this is the first Apple show I 100% I'm going to watch. Yeah. 100% watching the show. I love Billy Crudup. I love the idea. There's some sinister shit happening that's like, oh, like are they really going to the moon? Like are, are they already on the moon? All this crazy, who knows? Yeah, what's it does going seem on? like it does seem like the moon is a lie. Yeah, like just like, like that there's nobody living on the moon and it's like this this promise of like what shit. can happen eventually, but there's no reality to them yeah. guaranteeing that uh, it can. Don't worry, darling, if it was actually really good as a TV show. <laughs> sure. Is what I'm is what I'm getting from this. Like, I was I'm so glad I cuz I didn't catch this uh, until the trailer list. Uh I'm so excited for this. Show. I, I agree with you it's a great big beautiful tomorrow it this this one's the one i'm actually most most excited about or what like the newer ones that i haven't heard about because this one is like it's yeah like ryan said this is the beginning of fallout but it's also like a 1950s futuristic style thing where it's like it's retro but it's not retro they well, have it's, robots. It's what if 
what if the what if the world of tomorrow fairs actually happened? Yeah, I, I like exactly. it. Exactly. I, I like the Disney Tomorrowland movie, which is surprising that I've been able to mention it twice today. <laughs> but um this is like Tomorrowland. This is what yeah. Tomorrowland was. Um jetpacks, yeah, all like that, but, but in like the 50s way. Yeah, like, old it's, school, it's like big and ugly. It's yeah. the 70s, but it's 50s uh yeah. style. I love it. Like, I love, love, this. love yeah, it's like 50s, 60s sci-fi. It's great. I'm yeah, I thought this it. looked. I thought this looked really cool. I love the cast. Alison Pill um, is wonderful. Billy Crudup, Anne Hank Azaria. Thank you. Why did I go to his Godzilla '98 character and not anything else he's done? Is that you, man? Godzilla That's me. Oh, I was watching uh, Clear and Present Danger, and the bad guy is the paleontologist from the beginning of Jurassic Park, and I was like, "That's weird that I know that." That is weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I think this looks really cool. I was honestly surprised when it was a show, not a movie, but I, I'm stoked for it. Yeah. I, 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 Apple TV that... Plus, his output, their output is really good. Yeah, like honestly, they have way too many good shows now. Then like I should I should just start watching some of these Severance, shows. which I still want to Severance, watch really Foundation, bad. which is like the most expensive After sci-fi party. show. After um, Party. Fanny's, Fanny started watching C because it was available on a plane flight uh when we were coming home from vacation somewhere and she's is actually upset because she really really st- enjoyed the first three episodes she got to watch on our flight so it's like yeah geez. after party after party is yeah, on after party is there uh that's really good there's um oh not ted lasso there's a show that no, ted I lasso? Like. no i know ted it, lasso. i know it's ted lasso but like no that's not the one i was thinking of um is it the dinosaur one no that's prehistoric planet oh. um I do. I really like Apple TV Plus. Um, their their output is really cool. The Godzilla series is coming to is coming to Apple TV Plus this year, which I'm excited for. Um, yeah, After Party is great. I forgot what the show that was, but whatever. This looks really cool. I'm really interested in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. The Mandalorian season three. Ooh. Okay, so I kind of talked to Brandon about this off air, and I just want to I I want to know how you guys are feeling because I'll be honest with you. Temperature yeah. check. Not excited. Okay, so, um, I am, how, how do, this is gonna sound, I am really excited, but also, like, if I didn't watch the season, I'd be fine excited. I, like, that sounds weird. Like, I, the fact that Grogu's already back takes a lot of steam out for me. Like, the, I, I, I still am processing that they did that in Boba Fett. Like, I told, truly, I told Brandon, I'm like, even if they did that as episode one of this season, I would have still said it was too soon to put him in Grogu. Oh, no, back I together. agree. Yeah. I think, here's the thing, I think, I think this is a really good trailer. Like, if this, you know, like, like if you if you're watching this thing, like, you know, like, quote unquote, subjectively or whatever. Like, I think this is a cool trailer. I think there's a lot of great shots. I think I think it looks like it's going to be a really fun season. Yes, there's some cool there's some cool flying stuff. I'm yeah. really happy to see all the Mandalorians. Yeah. Um, the thing that I am honestly most most excited about is we're returning to um the the scientist guy from from season one i don't remember i don't remember if he's needs to do but i definitely think they're going to start connecting snoke stuff and clone stuff with you because like we see coruscant we're going to coruscant uh during this time period so like uh i if we're going to bring grogu grogu back we need to capitalize on it instead of just him like oh i got my son back and now he's just hanging out with me forever like you you need to go back to that plot where people are trying to steal him for reasons so if Mm -hmm. we're doing that and we're also doing mandalorian stuff uh i'm more excited for for the Grogu stuff, but again, it's weird because I wish we weren't here. I wish I had a full season of Mando being just being a yeah. man. Uh, I wouldn't so even like, need. I, I wouldn't um, even need a full season. Yeah, like I wouldn't. If you did like half your season, he's without Grogu, and then he's like, "Gee, Willikers, I really miss Grogu," 
And then that's then then, then he goes to find Grogu. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Ben, I want to get what you what you think about this one, but I agree with Sparks and Ryan. I'm pretty warm. I mean, I'm warm. I'm not too hot. Um, because yeah, Grogu's back is just. I mean, I'm. What I'm mostly excited for is the stuff on Mandalore. I'm excited to hear more about Mandalorian lore. I want to see all the other Mandalorians. I Mandalore. Want to see Nah, I see what you did there. Yeah, I, I'm there. This is what I'm mostly excited about for this season. Um, I did recognize the scientist guy. I'm hoping more stuff with him pops up. And obviously, like the the trailer shot was Grogu using the Force on this guy. It's like we've seen that before. I'm, I'm not too. I mean, I'll, you know what? I still say, hold up, hold up. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I still say. I will st- I will die on the hill that the biggest mistake of Book of Boba Fett was turning three quarters was turning a quarter of it not three quarters a quarter of it into Mandalorian season three part one, yeah. And this is the true Mandalorians or the prologue to Mandalorian season three. And this is the true Mandalor season Mandalorian season three. I didn't I yeah I will still say that the the biggest problem with me is the fact that you have a, a show about Boba Fett and Boba Fett's not even in a quarter of it. What the hell? So real quickly. Grayson has a, has a comment in here. Um, I was kind of expecting Mando to go a season and a half with, or two seasons without Grogu, then we get more attached to the Mandalore. Here's the thing. I did I never expected more than a season without Grogu. There's no way Disney would even allow that. And I, I, I do wonder if there was maybe some meddling from Disney to bring Grogu back in the Book of Boba Fett. Because mm-hmm. it's just, to me, that just seems like such a baffling idea to do that. Like, it doesn't compute that that was an idea that a human being had. <laughs> Especially since Grogu is the one of the main reasons a lot of Mandalorian merch moves. So, yeah, it so is. To to me, the trailer outside of like introducing a lot of the stuff happening on Mandalore feels like to me that they're afraid of not retaining the audience or not pleasing the audience. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're getting a lot of like we're gonna we're gonna say this is the way in the trailer and we're gonna show multiple times the force <laughs> and we're gonna do we're gonna hit play the hits and i'm nervous this season is gonna be a lot of we're gonna play the guess hits. what you want order 66 we're seeing it again right I, uh, uh, okay i hold up i want to say something about that because that people were joking about you're gonna stay flowing is gonna show another uh, order 66 flashback through someone else's eyes we've got it a lot in obi-wan we got it in every other freaking thing and the second we see the jedi in the order 66 i'm like not again here, i'm sick and tired one- of seeing order 66 i i I mostly agree here's one interesting thing is uh what's being cut through the door it's it's a lightsaber that's cutting through the door so at least it looks like it 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 looks like it like i i'm i'm i want to bet that it is more than i know where you're going and i i want to too like that that, that it's anakin right yeah and like i don't think they would get hayden christensen just for obi-wan he can film one more scene if he's doing this all around the same time, right? Like, well, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure he's in Ahsoka. Um, yeah, as like a Force ghost or something. Um, yeah. I, I thought that was the same flashback scene. Just they just used the same footage from Boba Fett because it looks like it. It's no. the same Jedi. It's uh, the only difference is that we don't see the clones, um, but it does look like the same footage. So I, I don't know if I want to hang my hat on the on the Anakin burst through the door. And I think it's just going to be some clones. I don't think it's the same. It's definitely, it's definitely not the same with, thing. with the door set up, but I, I know what you're saying, but I think like going back to like the initial point of it, that it just, I, my, my thing when I saw it and it is a little bit like, let's be honest, it is a little bit coming off of Andor, but I was like, wow, this really like, like not only does this look new, this doesn't look new for the Mandalorian. This looks like I'm going to yes. see yeah, a yeah. lot of what I've seen 
more and a little bit more i'm gonna see some new but a lot of like we're gonna we're gonna like do all the things we know you like and i'm like whew, boy is that not what i am here for i'll right tell you now, what guys. it's not it's not gonna be a big part of the show and i know it but i love a little freak and i saw i saw some babu fricks in this <laughs> i saw some hey hey guys and if we're gonna get at least five minutes with not just one babu but two babus i'll watch that episode and i'll enjoy it I will enjoy it. That's the thing is I I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna watch it, but yeah, I'm just yeah, yeah. like it didn't it didn't get me as excited as nothing, I nothing. Listen, nothing is going to be Andor ever again. The thing is, like I I like the first season of Mandalorian a lot. I, I still think yeah. that's a really good season. The second season, I like the part. I always say that I like the parts more than the holes because I think every individual episode is a good episode and it's fun and it's engaging, but it doesn't come together the way that it should. I don't know how I feel about this one, but I really have no reason to not think this, this season will, won't be just a good time. It's just, I think perhaps for me, this is just me. I'm not saying for the show for anyone else. This is just me. I think for me, I am feeling Star Wars fatigue because we had three shows in a row, four shows, three shows. Mandalorian didn't come out last year. Book Boba Fett did, and then Boba and then uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, and then Andor, and that's it, right? Tales of the Jedi. Um, and you, you, sure, you want to put in Tales of the Jedi and, and Bad Batch in this one? Like, I'm feeling a little Star Wars fatigue. Three show, three live action shows came out, and only one of them was great. Uh, so, so I, that mean that should imply that the other two were good, but I don't. I did not mean that. Like, I don't know, man. I'm just kind of like, I, I'd rather yeah. you just make something else, I guess. I think, I think because of the, frankly, because of the state where Mandalore has been left off, like what is going on with it post Clone Wars and post Rebels. It's one of the biggest like things that you want to explore. Season seems like it's driving to explore it pretty severely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm definitely afraid of them fumbling that ball. I still think they're gonna make Bokathon a bad guy. I feel that's a trajectory of like of like yeah. like her versus Mandalorian Kree or Code or whatever that, that is. I think they'll definitely make her an adversary. So well, that, sorry, that's what I mean. Yeah, no, yeah, I know, I get yeah. you. I, I think we're gonna I think the trajectory is that. Uh, eventually Mando is going to switch sides and be on Bo-Katan's side and not the Armorer's side and that puts the Armorer at odds mm. because remember they're the bad cult who might have sold who might have sold Mandalore out right yeah oh uh, oh yeah, yeah okay I'm, I'm mixing them up yeah 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 okay okay um because they say that in the trailer the first trailer we saw your your cult sold us out yeah that's right that's right yeah. that's right Invincible season two had a little fun thing. Yeah, not not really a trailer, but no. kind of. But it was nice to see, and I think the animation is really good. Um, Boy, I think it's howdy. very clever. Boy, mm -hmm. howdy, do they have a budget? Not that they didn't have a budget, but they're like, no, nah, you guys get the money this season. <laughs> yeah. Not ha half the talking shots aren't going to look bad anymore. Yeah, I, there's a lot of movement in just this clip alone. It gives me faith for the season as a whole. Yeah, yeah. I like. I just like how it's like when, when, and then they're like twenty twenty three late. I just, I just love how cheeky it all was. Really, more or and... less. I'm hoping. I'm hoping we don't get those dead human eyes anymore. I got it. Yeah. Like, I this looked. I really hope this isn't just like a like a demo. <laughs> like here's here's one minute we'll put out. Like I hope this is what the show looks like because if it is, like this is a substantial improvement yes, from season one. It is, and if it's able to be consistent like that the entire way through. And that first season was a smash hit, so like, there's no reason it can't have the budget. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're in for a, a 
treat. Because again, that was yep. one of the only negatives is that some of the animations was super stiff at times. Mm -hmm. My my specific thing that I'm still like we've talked about before, Invincible is not the only thing guilty of it, but you usually yeah. see it on cheaper animation productions, which I understand is the the dead the deadness in the eyes. Yeah. yeah. Um we've talked about with a lot of DC animated projects have had that problem before. And I, I would love it if that's not there because it, it just it really kills me. Dead eyes. Yeah. When when uh, when the performers and everything else about oh, the show is is hitting at a ten, I'm like, man, I do wish that the eyes looked a little alive. Yes, I I forgot to mention one other thing. I started watching that came out this week: Legends of Vox Machina season two. Woo! Another Ooh, Amazon uh, Studios animation production. Animation's great, so yeah. they're putting the money behind it. In this one, they're probably gonna put even more behind Invincible. Did you did you guys see them doing the comparison because they do it in stages for a part of the trailer, the animation, like what they're doing? Mm -hmm. And they were like, boy, they really highlighted the moment where it goes from like what it was before to the animated movie effect where it's just it's the same, but it has a shadow. Yeah. Now. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, damn. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you got that movie chain. Uh, yeah, I think it's burgers. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I think the yeah. I think it's really I think it's a really clever little teaser. Um looks a lot of fun it's fun to just see seth rogan and um steven ewan just kind of have a back and forth the dialogue yeah, it's cute. smart it's cute for sure did you ever find er no and i feel really bad about it yeah it's like yeah they're they're fine they have said you never found it no i think about them a lot though <laughs> i hope they're okay i'm uh, i'm the fact that like we're getting a season two but like that is such a long-running comic like this show can run for 10 seasons like it could run for as long as it really wants to and i'm like man like Oh, that's that's an exciting future. Like, yes, invincible. That feels great. All right, and finally, Screevy. Screevy, Screevy. Did you hear the, the the Friday the Thirteenth thing at the end? That was cute. Yeah. Um, Scream I think six. this looks. I think this looks awesome. Yeah, I am. I am so excited for this. Uh, I did not. I did not realize how much a change of scenery would would extrapolate my excitement. <laughs> um, and the fact that it's like during Halloween. And like, it like the stab movies are so successful now. There's like a Broadway musical that's happening at the time they're in New York City. So there's a bunch of people in ghost face masks. That is horrifying and terrifying. And the action still looks as like as crisp and violent as as the other entries. Um, Kirby's back, so like I'm doubly excited. God oh. bless you, Hayden Panettiere. I am so. Looks good. This, this looks like an absolute win, hundred percent. Um, this is everything I wanted New Screen to be. Um, I like Scream 5. I'm, I'm not against Scream 5, but I <clears throat> this is one of the reasons I'm so happy to leave Sydney behind because I'm like, you can go in another direction. I've, I've long said that like after a certain point, you can leave Sydney behind. We don't need our legacy characters because the whole point is that the events of Scream, then you'll know this when you watch the movies this year, the events of Scream uh, capture the world's attention to a way where they make uh, a film franchise based off of it that is so successful it's called stab that uh, everybody like is is in love with it and in love with the story it's the and halloween like, of their and universe. i'm like that's just a way to generate copycat serial killers who want to be the ghost face yep. of that story because it's so entrenched in their pop culture yeah um and and the fact that we're finally like branching in that direction and that is, why is making me so happy yeah i i don't this is not <clears throat> i don't think this is true but we see there's like a shrine of them and they're in a theater or a couple shots of the movie. I I want so desperately to the bad guys to be an entire theater group 
who are like recreating like movie scenes on stage. Like I want it to be like nine, ten. I want it to be an entire theatrical crew. Like we love what you guys do. We love what you've been through. We want to memorize. Why, we want to, like, why is this in... Ghostface different? Because there's ten. Because there's ten of them. <laughs> we there's don't share a similar vision. There's a line in this one that I that I just adore, and it's like, um, I'm I'm different or something like that. I'm, I'm, I'm not like the I'm others. I'm something different. I'm something different. Um, I really like that line. I really like the mask. You know, we get a couple shots of of the of the mask, and sometimes it's clean, but sometimes it's dirty. And I really like when it's dirty. Um, I there's a something. Look, I'll. I wish Spiral never came out because I would never ever think about this because, like, why wouldn't you just make a a, a voice recorder that just sounds like John? I, I will say real quick that some people think that the dirty one is the is they're going to reveal because there's that collector's room of stuff yeah the shrine stuff that it is the original oh it, oh it's that, that, he, that he was able to get his hands whoever the killer is was able to get their hands on the very first yeah ghost yeah. face mask Absolutely. i'd be like that'd be pretty wild yeah um so like i, I just love that it's always the same voice actor who, who plays Ghostface before it's revealed who it was it's such a um, good voice it's such a good voice and it's so iconic and like of course you would do that the, the, there's not even a question like why would you change it spiral anyway um because in, because in scream they've you know established that there was a voice changer that existed before Ghostface popularity that was that voice and then stab only made that voice changer more popular and so that voice is like everywhere you can yeah. easily access that voice in the world of scream Scream plays by different rules and it's kind of dumb but i'm glad <laughs> we never address it again we'll scream, watch it five cream uh was one of my favorite movies of the year it almost made my top 15 it did make my honorable mentions i really like that movie i think that movie is a solid uh, legacy sequel and a, and a wonderful uh meta legacy sequel and a wonderful slasher movie i i really like that movie it is my favorite scream movie yeah. um i the cardinal sin to me and i still think it's great so that's, that's <laughs> and i i so like i'm so down for another one from these guys and uh, Samara Weaving is in this one, and Tony Revolori is in this one. God, like, yeah, what a oh, yeah. Uh, Pike from She-Hulk is in it. He's on the truck. He's in the subway scene. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing this movie? Are you a theater major who's actually a killer? I bet he's the director. Oh, yeah, I'm like Bravo. Give me more. And like, we just got a screen movie last year. <laughs> We're gonna get another one this year. Yeah, they. It is. It's not suspect that this came out so quickly because making horror movies is one cheap, and you can do it really fast. Yeah. Um. But, like, it is cool that, like, we are getting a sequel, like, a year and a half later almost. And it's, like, it looks incredible. Um, yeah. Like, I'm, yeah. It's, and I'm, I'm, I'm just so pleased that, like, what I've always, what, that I've all, what I've always believed is clearly true. Is which possible? is that a screen movie can work without Nev Campbell. Yes. And, like, this trailer shows absolutely, yes, it can. We never needed, I love Nev Campbell. That's not the point. The point is, like, at a certain point, you couldn't kill the character anymore. So you need to just let her be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait for Ben to watch them. I'm excited to rewatch them. It's been a while. Yeah. All right. That's our news. Shall we go into our main topic? All right, guys. So we're going to be looking at the releases of the next year. What we're excited about. Uh, what we're disappointed in. I didn't write anything about that. So probably I, not. I just wrote the ones I'm excited for. I wrote um, the ones I'm also really excited for. No, no negativity here. So there you go. Um, we're going to be talking about the 2023 season. What are we going to, what's it going to look like guys? What are we excited for? What are we going to talk about? Who knows? Because we all have our own list this time. We're not going to read out a long list. We all have our own uh, and we're going to, we're going to discuss them. I'm sure there will be some overlap, but like I'm sure everything that we're all going to talk about is going to be all great. I'm sure. Cause we only pick good things on this podcast. I agree. Most um, of the time. 
True. So what 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 do our lists look like? What what are because I think we had a we had. Does a, anybody kind of have anything story. before January twenty seventh? I didn't do it by release date. No, I'm that's just I'm just asking. That's just what I decided. No, uh, that, that's literally this week. That's next week. Okay. All right. Well, I do have one thing on here that I'm excited about because the official release date hasn't happened yet. But if you've been paying attention to social media, it ha- people have been going inside. It's they've been doing techno rehearsals, oh. and you guys know what I'm talking about. Fudge it! It's Super Nintendo World. God damn it! It's not next week. I'll tell you that. Ben, no, are you going? Are you going opening day? I am not going opening day. All right. I I but I will I will say okay. But so, are we going together? We are going together, dude. I eventually think, he'll go first and then come back. Sandy yeah. and I are going to invest in passes for this. We're going. I am going to buy myself a universal gold pass because that sucker is to me worth it. I believe it. All right. So who wants to go first? I'm Fanboy go first. went first. So I, why don't I, we? What? What? We? Who wants to go next? Dead Space comes out in five days, so I'm going to talk about Dead Space. Yeah. Um, I am so so excited for Dead Space, especially. After the the bummer that the Callisto Protocol turned out to be, boy, howdy, was everyone excited for that game? It turned out to be bad. That's, yeah, wow. I heard about that. Uh, and by all accounts, uh, uh, people who have the game early <clears throat> have been like on Twitter, like being like, "I'm playing a game that comes out soon, but I can't say what it is." But it's incredible. Wink, you all know what it is because it's the only game coming out next week. So Dead Space, uh, it's it, if they just remade that game and it looks better, but with 4K graphics, perfect, 10 out of 10, which is exactly what it is. So uh, I'm so excited to be revisiting one of the greatest horror games of all time next week. Sparks. Uh, yeah, I'm going to kind of do a twofer because the first one, I just wanted to get out of the way because we, we literally just talked about it. So it's just Invincible Season 2. It felt weird to not put it on the list. Yeah. Oh, so it's right. here. I just want to say it's one of my most anticipated for the year. Absolutely. Uh, very much looking forward to it. So after that, I'll say the Spider-Man 2 game. Whatever yep. that's going to come to out. To be determined. Spider-Man 2. Probably on my list Spider-Man. also. There we go. Spider-Man 2. I also have Oh, that. Grayson. Yes, baby. We're talking Dead Space stuff. We are excited. Uh, ben is going to go for the winner, we think, this year. I'm oh, excited yeah. about it. This it's is going to be a spooktober G? like no other. Bruh. Spider-Man 2. Look, they just released a tweet this week saying that the confidence is going to meet the late 2023 release date. I hope so. I want to see it. I want to play it. But you know what? I don't mind a game delay. No, not at all. Not, never. No. Uh, game yeah, del- game delays mean the bugs are going to get ironed out. It's true. And man, like, Venom's in it. Craven's in it. Uh, Harry Osborn as Venom potentially is. is I'm sure it. this is a November December release. I'm Man, sure that's so far yeah. away. But they love which to mean, hit the holiday with that. Which know, means, yeah. which means we will review it January 2024. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, true, true. Or whenever Ben finishes. Or whenever Ben finishes. Whenever you still don't, we don't play by those rules anymore. I was like, get caught up and play Miles Morales. Damn it! I was about to say, have you played Miles Morales? No. No. Ben! Yeah, you're, it's illegal to play Spider-Man 2, actually. You can't I've play. been playing God it's of illegal. War it's illegal. Elden Ring. I'm sorry, it's illegal to play yeah, Spider-Man 2. Ben, that's what 2. you've been playing right now. Miles Morales has been on the table for a while. Alright, yeah, we're, we won't in, wait for you this time. In, in we just did a God of War review without Sparks. We don't wait for nobody. Sure, we're, new, we're new people. New year, new us. In your defense, what, Ben? In my defense, when Miles Morales came out, I didn't have a PlayStation 5. Neither did I. He played it on PS4. It was a I'm PS4 title like also, Ben. And the moment you got your PS5, I texted you and said, hey, let me know when you want Miles. I'll give you the game. No this? excuse. You got nothing to stand on. Nothing. Uh, no Dang, excuse. Miles is so short. Play it. <laughs> even, even the comments Grayson. are getting you. Jesus, even Mag is like, drop it. Play Miles. Mag, everyone's roasting you. I love it. 
Oh, All right. There it is. There it is. <laughs> um, For real though, I am I am still bummed that it's not a multiplayer game, but that it's that doesn't mean it's not going to be a great game regardless. Right, absolutely. Yeah. I just wish I, that's just the dream. I it would have been cool. For. It would have yeah. been cool. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man 2 was on my list as well. Um so I'll talk I'll say another one stream of mine of the Sparks has any more you want to talk about. I I mean like I think we're going one at a time for now until uh, people run out. Evil Dead Rise. Yes. Yes, and that comes out April 21st. I'm so excited to be in a place that I am excited about a new Evil Dead movie. The Evil Dead movies rule. Uh, I'm excited to go back to that world in a new setting. Um, uh, what, what's what's the the movie called? Not Dread. The other the one. Raid. The Raid. Uh, I mean, Dread would count, but I wanted to say The Raid. Um, I, I I'm really excited to see that. But Evil Dead. Um, yeah, baby. I also had this. I also had this on my list. Uh, the Evil Dead remake uh, was one of my hotly anticipated ones i was like this is gonna be one of the freakiest modern horror movies and i do believe that was true the movie's for 10 the time years that it old came now. out uh it was a freaky <laughs> freaky movie and i think this is gonna be a freaky freaky movie that gives ben nightmares and i'm so excited mommy's with the maggots now no <laughs> i think it. about that like daily and i squirm <laughs> i'll tell you it. what i'll tell you what this wasn't gonna make my most anticipated until that trailer dropped and i was like oh shit this is gonna be great yes, oh yeah yeah oh yeah uh-huh. oh yeah i'm not gonna have i'm not gonna have a good time with that movie i can yes you will it. You yeah, love being Halloween. scared. You love Halloween ends. Ben, yeah, what's your next be, one? It's going to be so fun. It is um, going to be very different from Halloween ends. I want, all right, so I, actually, I put Super Nintendo World in conjunction with this one because one of the things I'm hoping to do, if it's possible, is to go to the theme park the same day I go see this movie. I, I want us to do that as a gang. I want to do that so bad. And it's, of course, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Hell yeah. yeah. I look okay. My brain's not really going at one hundred percent, obviously. But like, I thought you meant Evil Dead Rise. I was like, why would you want to go to Super Nintendo World after Evil Dead Rise? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> to get rid of the vibe. No, vibes. for the Super yeah. Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, just constantly watching the trailers. Not constantly watching those, but every time I see the trailer, or every time I see something, it could you. I can tell Illumination decided they dove headfirst into the world of Super Mario. And they are not just taking one game. They are doing a whole plethora of references, of, of homages. I mean, even that second trailer, we got the Tanuki suit. We got Rainbow Road. We have all these things that are known to Super Mario Brothers games. And this movie just looks like a fun time. It looks like a great time. It does, it, I, Spark said before, I'll, I completely agree with him. This is probably why Sonic should have been animated from the get-go. But the fact that we get a great Sonic movie in Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and we have the possibility of getting a great Super Mario movie in Illumination, and the fact that people who have gone to California Super Nintendo World have said that it truly makes you feel like you have stepped inside a video game. If they did not nail that, then I felt like Nintendo World, I mean, it would have worked, but it would have worked as well. And the fact that people have been saying nothing but amazing things about going to Super Nintendo World in California and how good this movie looks, it's gonna be a great it's gonna be a great time for Mario fans. And there's more Nintendo Directs down the road, so hopefully we'll get even more Mario stuff down the line with some new releases of games. But in the near close future, because officially it opens February 17th and the movie comes out, I wanna say the weekend of April 7th, but it's it's a good time to be a uh, Mario fan. I will not I lie. I can guarantee I am... you, Ben, that once uh, after a game that I'll talk about that comes out in a couple months that's big on the Switch, once that comes out, I guarantee you we're going to get a Mario announcement this year because Odyssey came out like how many years ago at this point? 
Oh, no, it came out the same year as um, the Switch came out. So Breath of the Wild came out first. Five years, six years ago? Five, six years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we're getting a Mario announcement this year. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. That's that's probably going to be saved for the summer, the summer announcement. I just want to say, I just want to put this on record. How come all the video games I like get shitty adaptations? All the things you guys like get good adaptations. (laughs) Well, we got Uncharted. What else? Got Uncharted and Halo, and that's really all I had wow. this year. You need to play more year. video games. That's why. That's true. You do. Need <laughs> you just to play need to branch out games. more. Yeah, yeah. The Tomb Raider games. Your gaming horizons a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Ratchet and Clank was all right. It was fine. Ratchet and Clank was fine. All right. Uh, right. I'll go. Um, this is no surprise. This comes out in about less than a month. Ant Man Three, Quantum, Ant Man Mania. That's okay. on my list. Um, I. This is on my list. I. I put all the MCU stuff under one bulletin, so maybe we can hit all the MCU stuff. At one I only put Ant-Man, because I forgot I, what else. Okay, cool, cool. I didn't so, put Ant-Man, but I put Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, I'm absolutely excited for Quantumania because yes. of Kang, really. like, I mean, I love the Ant-Man movies, and I have no doubt I'll love it about that, but Jonathan Majors coming back as Kang has me hyped beyond beyond belief. Two thumbs up. Um, here's my MCU. These are, the, these are not all the projects. These are the ones I'm looking forward to this year. Um, Loki Season 2, oh, yeah. basically the same reason. Really like the first season, and Get again, Jonathan Majors, Kang stuff. I'm I'm here for it. Yep. Um, the Marvels. Yes, I, I did actually have that. I really want that to be good. Um, that's a, a director I really like. Yep. And I want Brie Larson to have a really good Captain Marvel movie, and I'm excited about her and Kamala Khan getting to be together. Um, I'm excited about seeing Brie Larson interact with Kamal's parents because I really like them yep. from the Miss Marvel show. So it's it, I'm I'm holding out that that's going to be like one of my favorites this year. Uh, Guardians three is also super anticipated because it's James mm-hmm. Gunn, it's the Guardians, it's going to be great. Right. I'm not even worried about it. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um, and then this is my hopeful hype is Secret Invasion. I'm hoping. That they land it because I'm really afraid for it. There's some spicy, I, unconfirmed rumors that that it's getting pushed, but I don't know if that's true or not. I hope it's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, it's supposed to be, I think, the first one this year. So if it's getting pushed, it's getting pushed to probably later this year, but not I, out of this year. No, yeah, I, I hope so. I just I, just unconfirmed stuff. Um, but those are all the MCU titles that I'm hyped about. Everything else that they have listed, I'm like. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but but I'm I'm pretty stoked about those. Whatever their unconfirmed Halloween special is, I already know I'm gonna love it. <laughs> here's here's what I have because I did the same thing with Sparks did. I put the MCU Phase Five um, because I am interested uh, and excited for a lot of these. Um, I only have though Ant Man and the Lost Quantumania, much the same reason I think that we all had it because we all really like the Ant Man movies. Uh, Jonathan Majors is Kang, brilliant. Can't wait. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. James Gunn's swan song on the Guardians. I'm very interested to see what that is. He's three for three with the Guardians right now. Uh, so I have no doubt that this will be a great movie. I also think that, you know, because James Gunn and I, you know, have the same char- favorite character in the Guardians films, Rocket Raccoon, this film is going to make me sob. Um, I'm, I'm scared for Rocket and I'm excited to go on that story. Um, the Marvels, I really like the actors <clears throat> who play those two characters, Brie Larson and Amandalani. Plus, Taona Paris, uh, Monica coming in. Taona Paris. Um, I don't love the shows that they're coming from. What movie, as far as Brie Larson is concerned, I like the Captain Marvel movie, but I don't love it. Um, Miss Marvel, I really like that show, but you know, it left me feeling a little half of that show. Yeah, Yeah. um, like unabashedly love half of that show. 
I think the director is a great choice, and I'm really excited to see what 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 type of movie is that going to be. At the very least, it'll be really fun to see those characters interact. Um, and then Secret Invasion. I am really excited for Secret Invasion. The trailer they released was really cool, and it had the vibe that they that that I expected from this show. And I'm really hoping that we're that it's gonna it's gonna nail it. I don't really have a lot of faith that they could, but I'm hopeful. I the casting of Amelia Clark as Abigail Brand is so good, so good. So I really hope that she that I'm not worried she's not going to bring it. I hope that the show can bring it for her, right? Because like that girl deserves a win after Game of Thrones. I yeah, want I want another show like She Hulk from the Disney Plus. Run, yes, where I can sit there and be like, I I love that show from top to bottom. I yeah. just had a great time. I. I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great MCU entry. I want to have no big like, but yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, that's just um, true. A lot of these shows, like even like, like I like, yeah, they're all they're all. I love Loki. I love Loki. Outside of Loki and I think She Hulk, like they all yeah. have kind of a like a big, except this thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, um, I only put Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three on on here. I didn't put Ant Man because Ant- I, to me, Ant Man was so close that it's like it's so close I can almost taste it. Yeah. But with Guardians that being further out in the year, um, and obviously I love the Ant Man films, but the Guardians films, I don't know what it is with the Guardians films, but they just hit so much different with me. Um, sure. I, I watched. The, I saw. I visited. Brandon and I got to see a special IMAX 3D. A snippet mm. of Guardians together, and then I went out to visit him and to watch Dragon Ball, and then he convinced me to stay another two and a half hours to go watch Guardians IMAX 3D, and also Gar- the first Guardians film is very near and dear to my heart because that was the first Marvel movie date Fanny and I ever had, Aww. and that and yeah, so seeing the end of the uh, sort of seeing the last Guardians film has me yes excited. This is James Gunn's swan song where he leaves Marvel to go work at DC full time. I'm looking forward to it. I I know I'm like Brandon. This is probably gonna make me just sob and cry to my heart. And but it's gonna be hilarious. The music's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna get the soundtrack, and I'm excited. I'm hyped for Guardians three. When I saw Guardians of the Galaxy at midnight, uh, they did. Uh, they they used to do this a lot more than they do now, but they did like trivia, uh. and they asked the question, "Who's directing this movie that we're about to watch, Guardians of the Galaxy?" And nobody in the audience raised their hand except for me. So I got I got I got a posty standy and that made me feel good. I'm like, I, oh, I, I remember uh, going to see that snippet. Um, it was a sneak peek. It was the uh, jail. It was the jailbreak. From the, jailbreak. The, the kiln. kiln. Cool. Um, technically, that was Ryan's that we then yes. piggybacked off of into the MCU. So I'll so go next. Um, I think for now, because I I have a feeling like usual, I have a longer list than most. So I'm maybe gonna kill two at a time. Um, I'm gonna say After Party season two real quick is one of my most anticipated because yeah. it was it was a really great show, and I'm very excited that they're coming back with with a, the model that they are for this next season. Me too. Um, oh yeah. So that's that's somewhere in the middle of the year, and I'm I'm pretty stoked about that. And then real quickly, I'll also say that I'm excited about the Little Mermaid movie. Yes, I am, because I'm a sucker for live action trying to do underwater stuff. And I'm really (laughs) interested to see how this looks. And uh, I want to root for, you know, diversity and and all that and and fight all that and believe that maybe this one's going to be as good as like a Maleficent or a Cruella where like they've really done something special that's worth watching there. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, I wish I lived in that world. Um, 
I the the visuals do intrigue me also. But uh, After Party is not on my list, but I am also really excited for that show. I think that sh- that show is really good. Yeah. Um, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Yep, that's mm-hmm. on my list for sure. Yep. Uh, baby, yeah. Spider Man into the Spider Verse was like the best. Take a shot. Best thing that ever happened to animation. Um, I am so stoked for the sequel. What they can do with more technology, more money, more Spider Man. Um, I'm just, I'm just so stoked. More universes with different animation styles. The Spider Man that we saw in just the teaser, the various Spider Man animated in different styles. Each one of them is wild. I'm so I excited. Can't, to see this I can't wait to see the '90s Spider Man show up and hear his theme because you know we will. Oh yeah, of course. And yeah. I, my oh, yeah. my boy, spectacular Spider Man's in that poster. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy for my boy. And what I love, Bengal. What I love about the the most recent trailer is. Despite it still being, you know, across the, the, the multiverse and thousands, a hundred of Spider-Men, the core of the trailer is still small and personal. It's about a mom talking to her son. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is again, like, it goes back to, like, all of my favorite, like, pop culture stuff. It's stuff that can be as big as possible while still being small and personal. And, like, what's more small and personal than just that conversation amongst hundreds of Spider-Men? Uh, so, like, I love that we can always keep the thread of, like, it's always about character. It's always about emotion. It's not just about we have 500 characters on screen. Like it's gotta, you gotta care about those characters. Well, that was, that's what works so well about it. Into the Spider-Verse, right? Like it, at the end of the day, Miles is the point of view character. And yes, Gwen and, and Peter have character arcs, very good character arcs. Um, and even some of the other ones have, have smaller ones, but it, it is Miles' story. It is still at the end of the day, just about Miles Morales. I think that's, that's really cool. And it looks like we're carrying that through to across the Spider-Verse. That's what you need. That's what I want. Mag has a comment the, uh, over there. Still, still waiting for Japanese Spider-Man and Leopard Man. Uh, I'm pretty sure Lord and Miller said that Japanese Spider-Man is in this when they started production. I don't know if it's true. I, I now. want to say it's true. I want to say that's that the clear thing out of myself. I, I hope I it's gotta true. I got to tell you guys, like, I think what I'm excited about is that I'm seeing so many more people excited about the the like weird Spider-Man that can appear or the animated Spider-Man that can appear rather than mm-hmm. being like a lot of conversation about but tom holland and toby mcguire and andrew garfield are going to be here yeah, yeah, the and like answers. that's not important here yeah, that's yeah. not what it's about here it's about the cool stuff yeah. um and I'm, <laughs> I'm really happy about that i'm really happy that it's not just about listen if i see a doctor octopus superior spider-man from a comics i like it's not like i'm already gonna not lose my mind but i will doubly lose my mind because i'm like man you're just you're getting all you're literally getting all of them all right ben uh, you know what? I'm just jumping between which ones I want to talk about first. Yeah, I'll talk about that one. A movie that I'm, it's probably not on the rest of your, I mean, it might be on Brand's list, but I'm really hyped for Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Do, do you not... not know who I am, Ben Magnet? What is going on here? Of course I'm excited for that movie. All right. Was well, it on your list? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is not on my list, and I actually don't know why it's not on my list because I'm very, very excited. For I just movie. forgot because I didn't see. Oh that no, tr- there's like so many other things that are coming up, but yeah, I'm stupidly excited for Dungeons and Dragons on Among Thieves. I mean, we only have the one trailer, but just from the trailer alone, this looks great. This I'm... truly looks like a really good Dungeons and Dragons property, and we didn't talk about it in the news, but Wizards of the Coast is being Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro, both of them. Oh my god! Yeah, all, all that crap with the OGL thing, and now that I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons, I'm in a D and D podcast, and it's like, yeah, seriously, links about down below for D and Dark. Go listen to it. Um, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons, the the D and D community needs a really big win right now. 
and hopefully this movie is uh, something that we can at least go, yeah, that was a good time. That was fun. And I'm excited for it. It looks, Brandon sent me the how the pops are going to look like for the upcoming uh, pop finals. They look great. God, and they have a chonky dragon. I want they it. do. They do have a chonky dragon. And, and hell, even myself, I was gifted a Dungeon Master's Guide and a Monster Manual. I'm ready to dive fully in to Dungeons and Dragons, even more than I already am. So I'm ready. I'm excited. And also Chris Pine playing the loot. I think it's going to be stupid hilarious. Right. Oh, Sparks? You had something to say, though. Yeah, for me, the most important thing about it is that it's the game 19. It's the game 19. Yeah, like, yeah. that's the thing that makes me go, like, yeah. like everything else about it, sure, but, like, the game 19 is what makes me go, oh, it's going to be a good movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's oh, be I told you guys I saw Game Night on the plane to on London, right? No. Oh. Yeah, I could have swore I did. Yeah. No. You me? No, I, I watched Game Night on my plane flight, but the problem was it was censored. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's so a rated movie. Yes, and I need to watch the original cut. But I will say this yeah, though: I love it. that movie. That movie is fantastic. Listen, two for one, Frito Lay. How does how does that work? <laughs> oh, how no. does that work for Frito Lay? <laughs> I just, I just... Oh no, he died. <laughs> oh no, God, it's it's so good. I'm so excited for it because of Game Night. Then yeah. you gotta watch. We'll, we'll make that happen. For you gotta you. properly yeah. watch Game Night. Game properly. Yeah, we'll properly watch Game Night, but yeah, I absolutely love the Game Night movie. I'm super excited for Dungeons and Dragons Arm Among Thieves. It just makes me happy that we're getting another jab at Dungeons and Dragons, and it's and D and D is becoming more and more. Some people say no, it's becoming the mainstream is a bad thing. I think it's a good thing because now people can say I love Dungeons and Dragons, and more people are like, hey, that's fun, or it's like, or they'll just like go into the game. It's not all about numbers and a bunch of dice. It's like the stories you create, it's the friends you make along the way. Don't be a gatekeeper. I, Let everyone enjoy yeah, everything exactly. they want. I also highly doubt that this movie is going to move a bunch of people to uh, playing Dungeons and Dragons. I do think there will be some, but I don't think it's going to be no, it's massive numbers. Complicated. Yeah, I don't I think don't, millions of people are going to start playing. No, yeah. I, I don't think so either, but you know what? At least Dungeons and Dragons is now seen in in a better light now than it would have than it was 20 year, 15, 20 years ago. Truly, truly, how many people would be interested in going to the tabletop game is going to depend on if they are, in fact, going to show the players around the table in this movie or not. Yeah. Yes. But I know. I I believe it. I believe that's going to be true. Yeah. But I don't know if I would. Because if this is just a fantasy movie without showing that part, I don't think that's going to get the a barrier lot of people to flock. That's not going to get a lot of people to flock to right. wanting to do it. But yeah. if you mm-hmm. show the people sitting around the table in the movie, that might. How well, awesome I'm not, would it I'm be? not even I'm not even sure if I want that, but I also do. Like it's weird. No, I, I really want that. I, I want to I want it to cut from action pieces of like Chris Pine rolling a D20 yeah. or and like and Michelle Rodriguez just like laughing her ass off on him and rolling like, a nat one or something. Like, that's exactly like what I want is like the movie, let's say the movie's two hours long. I want I want the entire first hour to be nothing but fantasy, and then and then something bad happens, and you see Chris Pine drop over. He he rolls a one, and it cuts to the real world. They're all slobs. They're playing in a basement, and he's like, "What was that, bro?" Like if they do that hard cut, like like from dusk till dawn, but except it's vampires, it's just real people playing games. That will be wild. Because again, the game night people like it's this them kind of doing what they've done before in a, in a different way, but like it's because they broke no fixes. Well, because ga- yeah. game night has this uh, mechanic has this really great shot where it will zoom into the to the world and it'll look like a board game as they get closer 
It's a specific. Um, it's a specific lens that they use that yeah. makes it look like a board game, which is really impressive. And yeah. so they angle it so it looks that way. And I'm sure, I'm sure, if we're seeing the table, then we're also going to see shots of the landscape that make it look like you're looking down on the map. Oh yeah, like yeah. playing on the tabletop. And I'm so excited for that. The thing is, like, like, no matter what, real quickly, Ben. No matter what, if they do, if they do what you're talking about, or if they don't, I feel like I'm still gonna love this movie. Oh yeah. Like I'm just oh, yeah. like no matter what, I think it looks like a really great movie. I mean, even if it does just turn into a straight fantasy film, that's fine. But, but I really do hope they throw in the table at, at the same either, time. Either way, we win because either yeah. way we'll get a really funny comedy or we get a a hundred fifty million dollar big budget Dungeons and Dragons movie. So either yeah. way, we win, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. My turn. I'm gonna right. do a two for one because both of these come out on the same day and they're both the fourth installment of their franchises. So Resident Evil 4 and John Wick 4 both come out on March 24th. And boy, Resident Hattie, are those two Evil things Wolf. I'm excited about one more than the other. Resident Evil 4, uh, Resident Evil is in a is in a great spot. The last couple of games have been great. The remakes have been incredible. Seven and eight are well loved, well received, all that nonsense. But Resident Evil 4 is the ground jewel of that franchise. It still is that original game from 2004, oh my god, almost 20 years ago, is still one of the greatest games of all time. You can still play that game right now, and it's perfect. But the fact that we're getting a, you know, like a Dead Space full-on remake, you know, remaster, and they're redoing stuff, like adding adding stuff to it, like, I'm so excited. Like, the greatest, like, the greatest horror game of all time is coming out again, but better. We're getting that with Dead Space and Resident Evil. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And then Resident- John Wick 4, that's just a good action movie. I don't expect it to, to wow me, but I hope it's just a good action movie. To say a little thing about Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil 4 was the first Resident Evil game I ever played. It was the first Resident Evil game I wanted to play because of its behind-the-shoulder action. Because yep. I when when the series was hitting its, its peak with 1, 2, and 3, I did not like the control scheme. I was like I was a, I was a little kid. Resident Evil 4 comes out, it comes to the PlayStation, and I'm a teenager, so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give this game a shot. I love that game. That game was phenomenal. And I am so looking forward to this new one. I'm look. I need to get eight because I'm I'm waiting for eight to come out with that uh patch to the um so it does the behind the shoulder thing. So it's oh, not, it's already I, out. That came out oh. with, the, with the DLC like months ago. Oh shit! I need to get the oh, game yeah. then. Oh, yeah. I, I need to get that game. But man, I am so excited. I cannot wait for RE4. I'm excited. Uh, uh, yeah, John Wick Four. Like, it looks like another great, like another great problem. Like, I thought John Wick Three was the weakest of the three, but it's still like a, a great action movie. Like, some of the story mm-hmm. stuff isn't as high, and like some of the action maybe dragged a little bit. But like, it's still a better action movie than a lot of other movies. So like, uh, like Bill Skarsgård being the bad guy, and like seeing like just more great Keanu stuff. Uh, I'm I'm jazzed. I'm jazzed for the Continental to return. Jesse, that show might be coming this year too. Man, that show mm-hmm. has been in development for years. And ballerina is next year that's definitely filming so yeah probably maybe it's this maybe it's the end of this year doesn't matter uh sparks um i'm gonna do another two uh season a letter to the future now it's like a cool game it's a indie game right up my alley um one i'm really anticipating it's coming out very soon um i'm i'm very hopeful for it uh that it's going to be a good time um one of my things I want to do this year is play more of the indies that I know I'm appealed to, and this is one of them. So oh, yeah. uh, I'm really, really looking forward to that. The next one I'm going to mention is um, I'm looking forward to the Wasp comic by oh, yeah. Al Ewing. Yeah, um, that's that's here on my list. Uh, I'm really excited about that, and I 
know my wife is too so i want to pick it up that's great you should since you have marvel unlimited you should read the ant-man series that al ewing also did because it's a it's a joint series basically yeah yeah i got i i'm gonna name a couple of comics that i definitely have catching up to do but that doesn't change the fact that i'm excited about these comics yeah yeah yeah. yeah so yeah. i have one comic and it's coming out soon it's a sins of sinister but like that's the only comic i have well ryan that's on that's next on my list uh, there it is. the sins of sinister i am i'm frankly i'm catching up on x-men do read it i know it's coming out like next week it's starting next week but uh, uh i'm still gonna read it this year um i'm i'm very stoked for it i love sinister i love what krakoa has been doing with sinister um all the little teases and all the little future looks of what could of a horrible future that he could do with chimeras uh i'm very excited to see that uh that story unfold I will piggyback off that and say that Fall of X is on my list. That's uh, right. The general beginning of the Fall of X. Um, and that's mostly there because I intend to catch up for that. So I'm going to be catching up on my X-Men comics because I want to be be in the moment. I, I whoop, miss whoop. being in the moment. So that's one of those things. I'm excited about that. Love it. Ryan, Sins of Sinister is on your list as well. Do you want to talk about it? I'm just like, just like what Sinister has been doing. Like since Mr. Sinister, he came up in the 80s and he was... He wasn't as nearly as like flamboyant and like and silly and goofy as like because that's that's a Karen Gillan invention that Jonathan Hickman like uh, really focused on. Um, but like for the last twenty years, Sinister has just been like just the most fun villain, and it's not generally something you could say like you know like villains are they do bad things and they murder, but like Sinister, he's just like he's just a disgusting like gene man who just wants to make like the ultimate human. He's the he's the worst geneticist like what's the word eugenics? He's like a eugenics man. Uh, it's just so gross, but the fact that it's like he's just so obsessed with the summers, and like he made he made Cable to fight Apocalypse. Like he has this like hundred year history. I just like he finally won. This is a story where it took him decades, but he finally won, and like it's coming to pass. And like again, like you're catching up on Immortal, so like the stuff like that is directly leading into it is like just the coolest, spiciest stuff. Um, yeah. Sinister is such. A fun character. I firmly believe that he will probably be the first big villain that the X Men fight in the movies because they've done everyone else. If you want to do somebody original and new uh, that will have like huge stakes with person with all uh, the characters personally, it's Mister Sinister. Um, he's the moment. He's the moment. Who plays him? Uh, so um, you haven't watched, but you know, you know, you know who he is. Um, um, his name's Reese Ifans. He was the lizard in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. He play he basically plays Mr. Sinister in House of the Dragon. Uh, but he's too old. He's like he's 20 years too old. But he has the perfect um he has a perfect like dry wit. Uh that like when if like you amplified it, I think he'd be perfect. Um so it'd be Reese Ifans. All right, Ben. What's your next one? My next one is a little different. Uh, as you guys know, this past October specifically, I've gotten back into trading card games, specifically Pokemon. And there's a game that's coming that was announced last year. It's coming out officially this year in August, as a matter of fact, that I'm actually really excited for. And that is Disney's Lorcana, which is a trading card game based off of Disney characters that's being published by Ravensburger, the same company that publishes the villainous, the villainous games. And... The fact that Disney hasn't done like an honest to goodness trading card game at all, and this is the first one as far as I'm as far like the first major like the one that Disney is putting real money behind, I'm actually kind of shocked. And I'm I would love to I cannot wait to play this. We saw the art from D23. The card art looks great. Um, people have been saying that this is Disney's answer to Magic: The Gathering. 
I'm excited for this. They announced what the um, they announced what the starter sets are going to look like. They announced what the first it's called the first set is going to be called uh, Chapter One. I I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to to play to play Disney card games. Yeah, I I forgot what they look like. Yeah, these cards look incredible. Yeah, these mm -hmm. are <sighs> awesome looking cards. Yeah, yeah. I I will say I really like the art. I I await hearing how it plays because Ravensburger and Disney throw a lot of games out there and they are hits and there are misses and I I will wait to see if this it, is a hit or you, a miss. Definitely, you were 100 percent like, right on. Oh, sorry, right. Uh, but yeah, Sparks is definitely right because I went even going if you go to Barnes and Noble or even to the board game section of your local Target or Walmart, there's a lot of Disney board games there. Like there's the Haunted Mansion board game, the Big Thunder Mountain board game, the Space Mountain board game. There's a bunch of stuff out there. And Villainous Villainous is really of course it's really good. That's I wanna say that's one of their biggest hits when it comes to Disney board games. Oh, it's absolutely I, Villainous Villainous landed yeah. huge for them. Yeah, it did. I finally went. I saw. I went to the store and I saw the new, the new clue with the uh, chef white. Sexy clue. Oh baby. <laughs> oh my oh, stars. My. No, oh, but my. you. But but that's why I, I'm like you know they they put out a lot and I know some things have not been received as well as others so we'll you know mm -hmm. we'll see. Judging yeah, from we'll... all the cards, this definitely looks like it's it's Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's Disney. It's Disney. Uh, it's Disney fied version of Magic the Gathering, which I'm not upset about. Um. Yeah, I'm just looking back. I'm lo looking forward to get back into card games again. The Lord of the Rings set is coming out later this year. I'm building a deck for Pokemon. I'm having fun playing Pokemon. Doctor Who's too. Then there's just one up? card game that that you really should be playing, and you haven't, and it makes me sad. And it's called Disney's Marvel Snap. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Ben. Ryan, what's your next oh. entry? Let's see. Next entry. Zip, Zorp, Blop. I'm going to say. This is this is the one that I'm the least excited about on my list, but I am still excited about it. Uh, and it's Suicide Squad versus Kills Justice League. Because after the Avengers came out and after Gotham Knights, and then that leak, the leak shot of them having a battle pass in this game, and we know it's like multiplayer where you pick chapters very much like Gotham Knights and very much like Avengers. I'm really worried about that game. And I don't want to be because like I think those three Arkham games are great. I think the, at least the gameplay, I, I is solid throughout all three games no matter what. Um They've been working on this game for like seven years. And I just don't know if everything I've seen is going to be make that worth it. Because generally when things happen like this happen, games take this long to come out. Look at Skull of Bones, like it's, it's got the light for the sixth time. When games take this long to come out, generally there's sometimes a problem when it keeps getting delayed and delayed and delayed. Um, I am worried this is gonna be like another Gotham Knights, but the fidelity on it looks really good. Like the, the few cutscenes I've seen, I have enjoyed. Um, I'm sure the gameplay will be good, but like I just don't know if I if I want it to be a mission based multiplayer thing. Yeah, the live service the aspect live service, has generated yeah. fear. Yeah, and like I just I was really hoping it's like cool. I'm gonna play this this game where I can play as the Suicide Squad and kill Just League. But like the fact that it's like the Avengers, I'm like. Oh. So we were talking about the Sparks. How like what we're seeing more now is video game companies waiting to release their their marketing until they're sure that the game is coming um soon god of war didn't release uh did the hey we're doing a god of war and then the next time we got a trailer it was like hey six coming in six months yeah um and that's really cool as once uh similarly we have not heard anything about like gotham knights not gotham knights um bethesda's indiana jones uh wonder woman uh wolverine spider-man 2 we haven't heard anything about the about those games and that with jedi survivor even like hey we're not we didn't see anything until this is coming in a couple months yeah um 
just uh, Suicide Squad versus the Justice League has shown me too much, and and we talked about this. Like hype dies, they and my suffer. hype for that my hype for that game has died. I I think they might be the biggest. They might be the biggest like noticeable AAA title that has suffered from the pandemic, mm-hmm. because their first thing came out before the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, and then they they obviously were shuttered on the project for a while. Um, before they picked it back up. So I, I think they might have been the most in the public consciousness when it comes to AAA titles that had to kind of pause their marketing for about a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, and that's rough. Yeah. And that's not to say that this game can't, like, th- this could actually, this if this ends up being the first good superhero live service game, that's great. I don't know if I want to play that. Also notably, yeah. that's what it is. Also notably, Kevin Conroy's last out as Batman. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I, you, you're not killing Batman in this game. I can guarantee you that they're not going to kill Kevin Conroy. Uh, I don't act. That's also the big bummer. Even if they did, they didn't do it anymore. Yeah, that's also the big. <laughs> that's also the big bummer. Like I'm not sure that any of the Justice League are actually going to die. And if I'm going to play a Suicide Squad game then I don't want the entire game's premise to be like, oh, not actually, oh, not actually, I oh, think this we has can't al- actually. This has always been the problem. Yeah. I think from the moment they announced it, it was like, you're not really going to kill the Justice League. Like, they they're cut, being controlled by aliens. They cut, the, they cut the Flash's finger off, right? And that's somewhat grotesque or whatever. But like, like I'm not like, this is a game about killers killing people. And if I'm not doing that, then this like, then we're just doing like, oh, they're actually good guys. And and, and it's like, that's fine. But like, you're not putting nice John's... You're not putting John Stewart in a video game and killing him. That's the thing. Yeah, like I like I'm not gonna say I would love and John, kill John Stewart, but I think once all these mostly white people kill exactly. this black man, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. It's not but like if you're if you're gonna make the supremacy of your game, don't don't do don't do a Battlefront two where you're playing as the Empire and then one hour in you're the Rebellion. Like I don't I don't I want this game to be like brutal and I want it to be James Gunn Suicide Squad in video game form, but it does not look like that mm-hmm. at all. Um, and you know, we'll see when it comes up, but I, I am excited enough. It made my list, but it's at the bottom. Sure. Sparks. Uh, Chainsaw Man, the second half of it will come out this year. We're um, closing out part one as a show. And, uh, you're going to hear me talk about it. You're going to hear me hype it. Uh, I really love that manga. I'm excited to see what that show, uh, looks like when it's all finally said and done again, doing another two. So the next one I'll say is Ahsoka. Because Ahsoka is coming out this year, and even though of what I said about the Mandalorian with Ahsoka, I still have fears. However, I really want to believe Filoni's going to be most in his bag on this one because Ooh. it's the follow-up of a bunch of Rebels stuff. Yes, and so I want it to be good. That's I really, really want it to be good. We didn't mention this, but in the Mandalorian talk, uh, the trailer, but there's no Filoni directing in the in this Mandalorian season, so we're not going to get any of the action figures bumping together like like none of that stuff. So like, we're clear of that he's off doing Ahsoka, doing his dream shit. So like maybe it's a good scenario for for both these shows that this happened. I don't think it's fair to to blame Filoni for that because I think Favreau is the one who does the mo- mostly the action figures be up against each other's. Oh, is because, that true? Yeah, I think because so. Because oh, oh, usually when Filoni didn't comes he direct on, the Luke episode in in Boba Fett? Yeah, hmm, I don't know. Let me check. I don't. I honestly don't remember because he directed the Ahsoka episode of Mandalorian season two. Um. Oh, okay. Which is oh maybe good. Favreau's the one I have a problem with, and he's doing all of Mandalorian. Favreau, Favreau is usually more of the what you're describing. Oh, the, like... then maybe my season three is gonna suck. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's less baloney the season. Oh no. Uh, okay, so let me see what he did. So Book of Boba Fett, he directed. I don't know. If uh, he did. I thought he did. The chapter six from a, from the desert comes a stranger, which is the first time we see. 
Blueface. Yeah, Cad Bane. Yeah, Cad Bane. Like that one, which is not the that's not the action heavy no, one. That's no. just the one where Luke and Ahsoka are talking. Yeah, okay. but it's the episode after. But he directed episode. the Ahsoka episode, though, is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's him playing with his action figures. In both, that's a pretty good episode. It's yes, it, the best episode of that show is not about Boba Fett. I agree. No, I'm, I'm talking about Mandalorian. It was the Ahsoka episode. Oh, yeah, okay, the Ahsoka okay. episode of Mandalorian where she's getting the uh, where the, the first spear. time in Mandalorian when she's going and fighting with the spear. Oh, uh, the yeah, main, yeah. oh, the best one. spear. Got That's it, what we're it. talking about. Got it, got uh, it, got with, it. with the Ahsoka episode that that he focused on. Um, Favreau does more of the the action figure smashing together because the the episode Filoni did in, in Boba Fett I think is more just important. He wanted to be there because it's Ahsoka meeting Luke. Yeah, yeah. And that was just like more conversational stuff, which is why I was saying like Filoni's more much more hands on about the lore stuff, okay. which does have me afraid for Mandalorian season three. Okay, but no, has me no, hopeful yeah. for Ahsoka. No, okay, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Now we're hopeful for Mandalorian season three, as, <laughs> as we all should be. But I'm hopeful that Ahsoka is gonna live up to what Rebels left behind because it has to. It has to. We're get, they said the words Thrawn. It's like we're getting we're getting Thrawn, which is the most exciting thing I could possibly ask for in anything Star Wars related. Like, what would you want, Brian? What's the next thing you want to see? I was like, I want to see Thrawn. Bring that guy back. What's happening? We win. We all win. All right. That was Sparks. So I'm look. I I want to believe that Ahsoka will be good. It's a sequel to my favorite Star Wars show. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I will do Gamera Rebirth. Um, last year they announced a, a, a Gamera animated film or series is coming to Netflix. I really like Gamera. I'm very hopeful to see him come back in the on on. Look, it's a Netflix movie, whatever. Um, I'm really glad to see that there's more Gamera coming. I think it's been long overdue. Um, Godzilla's had it good for too long. It's time for Gamera to get squashed by Godzilla once more. Um, I think the because there's a Godzilla movie coming out the same year. Um, I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to more Gamera uh, greatly. Yeah. Also, I'm also excited for the new Godzilla movie, but I didn't put that on my list because I put something else on my list. Also, it might be, isn't it? Maybe pushed back out of this year. No, Godzilla versus Godzilla and Kong was pushed to push out of the year. Uh, the Japanese Godzilla movie is still coming oh, this year because oh, it's the... oh, got it. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, because uh, uh, the Japanese Godzilla film they want to hit the 69th anniversary. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. Ben. Uh, to no surprise, The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, it's on my list. I mean, how how can I not? How it, a sequel to one of the best Legend of Zelda games ever made? A direct sequel. Not um, just not just that, Ben. One of the greatest games ever made. Yeah, exactly. One of the greatest games ever made. We still don't know a whole lot about the story. We still don't know exactly what the hell is going on. Nintendo's been very tight-lipped about it. That's but, exciting. But man, I uh, I am excited. I cannot wait. I this is this game, this game and the other thing on my list are going to be probably head to head for my game of the year. I'm not going to say which one is probably going to win it because I want to play both of them first. But seriously, Tears of the Kingdom, the game that helped sell the Switch, the game that helped, the sequel to the game that helped me help make the Switch what it was. The Tears of the Kingdom, Ben. Oh God, God you... the British Crown. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I still think Nintendo was kind of dumb for that, but oh well. <laughs> um, what what Ryan? You help back me up here. You're you're excited about this game too, obviously. Yeah. yeah. It, um, whether whether it is just a we're reusing like they're doing like the Dark World thing where they use the same map but like flip it, reverse it. Whether they mm-hmm. do that or not, because I've done that before, that's totally fine. I'm not. Yeah. Worried, they've never made. There's been like no bad Zelda game, so I'm not worried. 
Um, the fact that it's a direct sequel, and they're they're uh, they're adding on to the stuff that you already have done, which is not something that usually happens in these types of games. Again, like it, they're very iterative. They go from like from like this game's different I, from this game's different from this game. I mean, there have been other like air quote sequels, like Majora's Mask is a sequel to Ocarina of Time. Yes, um, that's uh, true. Which yeah, we yeah. call it Link Between Worlds for the 3DS is a sequel to Link to the Past on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, we haven't uh, got sequels so close to each other. Is what I exactly. Mean. That's You're what I true. Mean. You're yeah, yeah. 100% right. We have it because uh, the, la the last mainline Zelda game was Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And then we're getting, I mean, we've gotten the remake for Link's Awakening, which I absolutely love. That's a that's a fantastic remake. But Tears of the Kingdom being a brand spanking new Zelda game where we get, we see Skyloft. We see the remains of Skyloft. So obviously stuff from Skyward Sword is going to be putting, is going to be made into this game. And you Link's arm the, is all. You know, sorry, you also that? had the, the prequel, right? the breath of the wild game that came out in, in between oh hyrule warriors thank you oh oh yeah the dynasty that, warriors one yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the dynasty warriors game um but it's set in the same it also came out set in the same world all that yeah so. set in the same yeah set in the same timeline as breath of the wild um what was i going to say i was going to say something um Kingdoms. yeah Zelda. about oh yeah arm. well link's arm is all messed up we can see that in the trailer. So there's obviously going to be new mechanics that are going to be thrown into it. The map is probably going to be um, jumbo-sized even more than it already was. <sighs> I I still can't get over the fact that, like, the, like after we saw that first teaser or trailer and, like, they showed, like, the murals and stuff, and people are speculating mm -hmm. that it's going to talk about and go back to, like, the the 100-year war before, mm -hmm. and you're going to see what happened, like, with Ganon and how Ganon actually, like, sacrificed himself and all this, like, all this stuff with Ganon. And I'm like, I want I will. I will totally take. If like, you want to make your your ultimate bad guy sympathetic, there, I will. I will accept it. There is a <laughs> um, Gerudo in the village in in Gerudo Town who talks about. There's a legend about how Ganon was originally the only Gerudo male because in the Zelda in the Zelda lore, one male is born to the Gerudo every hundred years, and that's who Ganondorf is. So if there's a chance, and there are things like, hey, if Ganon truly is, if the Calamity Ganon was born of Gerudo, that's on us. We're we're upset about that because that yeah. means we brought our home to ruin, or close to ruin. And Ganondorf being the the iconic, well, Ganondorf and Ganon being iconic, the villains, the main villains to almost every single Zelda game of ever made, and the fact that you could see Ganon trying to get to the powers of the Calamity, oh, I, I want that. I do want that. I want to see how he did it. I want to see Ganondorf. I'm ready. That's I'm Mark, ready. That's that comes out soon. That comes out May 12th. Hot dog. God damn it. Speaking of hot dogs. <laughs> um, Ben, we're, it's just going to be me and you again, but I'm sure you're interested too. Let's talk about Final Fantasy 16. Oh yeah, no, it's actually uh, that. Actually that's number one. I that is number. That's the last thing on my list. That's number one. That's the, the hype. That, yeah, the hype is too real for that game for, for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to ride that train with you guys. Hell yeah. Um, Yay. like I I I'm trying to think because I was really excited for 15. I like the new direction, the open world, like driving. Uh, I was really excited, but like I think the last time I was truly this excited was like, like when I first played 10 like 20 years ago like i don't know the last time i was like this excited for a new final fantasy actually the, the last time i was this six i was well, this excited was for um seven remake that's fair that's fair i don't have that yeah. as much nostalgia for for s7 as much as you do the last well, time I was, the, I was oh go ahead 
No, uh, what I was going to say is, I mean, yeah, I I have some nostalgia for for seven for seven because you know seven remake is a brand new battle system, is a brand new everything, you know, HD to HD that shit up. But I do can tell you that the reason why Final Fantasy 16 beat out Legend of Zelda is because as much as I'm excited for Zelda, Zelda is technically a sequel. We have seen parts of this before, yeah. whereas Final Fantasy 16 is 100% brand spanking new, new battle system, new ways to, to play as your summons. A com- it's it's the first major mainline M-rated Final Fantasy game. It's also mainline. the first like, true next-gen Final Fantasy, because 7 Ex- came yes. out on PS4. And it, might, and it might be the first true next-gen game? 5 game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, i'm excited i i'm excited about it um i really hope we can get brandon in on it too uh, i was talking to him listen if it, we can all if we can somehow all play a like 80 hour rpg together jesus that would nothing, be astronomically cool is it it's not still would turn-based is it no 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 active no. combat Nothing well, that, would make that's me happier. A, that's, a, that's a plus for me. Mm-hmm. nothing would make me happier than to get brandon into final fantasy because of final fantasy 16 video game uh, yeah, video game book club. Um, yeah, just everything that, that has come out about sixteen. Just like the way you could, the the story about how um, you have a protector who was wronged and his prince died in front of him, and he was going on a quest for revenge. You got the complex political system of this grand fantasy world. You have these ginormous malignant monsters, and you have the summons inhibit in like essentially turning into I I don't know a good analogy for us except for when Naruto makes peace with the the nine tails fox spirit and then using their powers together to become this badass mofo actually what happens is kaiju number eight happens no kaiju uh, number eight there you go there's there's a term for it that I forget in Egyptian mythology for when uh human vessels take on the full uh animal traits or whatever no I was gonna say like the full presence of the gods mm. um when they operate as a vessel of the gods and mm-hmm. uh that, that kind of transformation there's a lot of what I see in like how it's been described in Egyptian mythologies feels present in what they're yeah. doing here with the summons. I love it. Yeah and just just seeing that and seeing that you actually get to fight as summons you actually get to there's like different Shock T's a Star Wars character. Yeah but this is spelled differently. Oh, okay. It sounds okay. the same it's, okay. it's a it's a shock T. I believe you. Yeah Final Fantasy 16, this and and, and um, Tears of the Kingdom, they're going to be going ahead to. I can guarantee you right now that once I get a hand my hands on those games, thankfully Tears of the Kingdom comes out in May. I have not a lot of time to beat it until Final Fantasy 16 comes out at, uh, on June 22nd. Fun fact: mm-hmm. my younger brother's birthday. Fate is written in fire. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Also. I just wanted to look it up. It's it's it is sometimes said Shakti. It's also said Shabti or Shabti. Okay. Um, and that is uh, yeah, that is becoming the god. Yeah. Yeah. Um, someone who's been given like the vessel power of the god. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Moon yeah. Knight. Yeah. Yes, and also essentially, essentially, but yeah. like uh, imagine that it, 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 every time Moon Knight activated the power, it's not that he takes on the appearance of Moon Knight. He literally would become conscious. possessed. Yeah. Do- uh, yeah. Uh, Doctor Fate. Like, like in full, like scale and scope, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, but also um, this one more thing about sixteen. This looks like a, the route or a step in the right direction where Final Fantasy, where Final Fantasy should go to. Because we talk, because there has been discourse when sixteen came out with the trailers of what the combat's going to be. There were Final Fantasy purists who were upset about they're not going back to a turn base, and I understand there was a deep love for older Final Fantasy games with the turn base with the turn base combat system. Yeah, games got I, evolved. 
exactly games got evolved and people are saying oh this is just another action game that we were, i don't think we were saying about that about um strangers of paradise but if you were to play strangers of paradise i have That's heard awesome. i haven't played it yet there's actually a very deep rpg system in the action combat and it's very well done and it's actually a very well made and very fun game and with 16 going the way it's going, this looks like it's going to bring more of it. It's like there will be those classic RPG elements that everyone loves, but we're going to bring it to the next level. We're going to show you what this the PS5 can do. We're going to show you what we can do. And hopefully Square can just get its head out of its ass and give us a great Final Fantasy for sake. Yeah, Ben Ben has been waiting for this one for a while. June, I, mean, I remember him getting mad about them not showing enough trailers for yeah. it one year. Um so yeah, I was hopefully. I, I I was upset. Yeah, I was. I will go out of order to be thematic, and no, I, I picked Final Sixteen. So is, isn't he? No, I'm saying I'm going out of order on my list oh. to be thematic to what you said because oh. I also have a Final Fantasy, but it's not the one that you think. Medicine. It's, it's Final Fantasy Seven Ever Crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's ah, on here okay. uh, because I'm super excited about this mobile game. Uh, that's going to re-go through all of uh, the Final Fantasy story, including everything surrounding it in terms of spin-off games. And I'm like, what a great way for me to go like get Final Fantasy VII pill. Oh, and Ben, you were just talking, literally just said there are fans who are like, oh, like we want the old the old games back. You're getting a pixel version where it's turn-based combat. You're getting it. With H with HD visuals during the fight scenes too. Yeah, HD HD chibis. H I love yeah. HD chibis. Um, yeah. yeah, this is this is the way I'm I'm excited to uh, go hard on Final Fantasy VII classic stuff. So also because also I'll be waiting like 15 years for the seven remake to finish. <laughs> also, I, I still want to play the remake, but I want like that that original stuff. No, yeah, like yeah. and it's all mixed in, and it's how yeah. we're getting some of like the stuff that never even came to the states. It like came out either at the very end of December or very early in January, but. Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Yep. The, that, that game came out. All systems. And apparently it's very good. It's a very well-made remake. Uh, still doing two because I'm nervous that I have too long of a list. Um, I also uh, am excited for the Captain America Cold War comic that's going to bring the two Captain America titles together, Woo! which I need to catch up on. But Great I'm books. really excited about it, and I'm excited that they're doing it. So I really want to read that. I'll tell you what. I'm also really excited for that book. I The idea is like, yeah, but what is Steve's Shield actually about? What's there's like a mystery about Steve's Shield that's in the books, and I'm like, do do we need it to have a mystery? <laughs> Isn't it made of stuff that we know? What what's going on? That's uh, whatever. I'm so excited for that book. I think that mystery is dumb. Uh, Sparks, how many do you have in your list? Um, I don't have to scroll anymore. <laughs> okay, I had a I had like an ele- I had an eleven count on mine. I three more. I had five. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm out. I'm my my list is done. I see. Oh, you're done. Final, yeah, Final Fantasy 16 was the was the biggest thing I'm excited for. Well, all right, Ben. Good night. Oh, I have, oh, I have um, 12 to 13 left. <laughs> all right. Sorry, Ben. I was kidding. Um, numbers up. All right. Well, Ben can just react now. I'll go with my next one. He'll uh, probably the... have at least one or two where he goes. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> By the way, people in the comments, I see people are watching this live stream. Let us know what, what you're most anticipated for. And uh, people uh, people who are listening or watching to this, let us know. Right in. All right. Inferno Girl Red uh, right. starts next week. I'm very, I really like the massive verse. I'm a big fan of Radiant Black, Rogue Sun. Um, and a third title is coming, Inferno Girl Red, which was kickstarted two years ago. 
and uh, was going to only show up as a graphic novel, but now is showing up as three prestige issue series that I'm picking up starting next week. We first saw Inferno Go Red um, in the supermassive crossover event where she crossed over with Rogue Sun and Radiant Black. That was really cool. I really liked her. And then I had to wait a very long time for her book to actually show up. Um, and it's finally here, and I'm super stoked for it. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. I'll go. Ryan. <clears throat> Let me get my... my Zaru body I'm talking about Dune, too, y'all. Remember that yeah. Sadukar chant? Remember the Sadukar? It's here on my list mm -hmm. as well. Oh, my God, y'all. I love Dune so much. And I think that first movie is not flawless, but for me, that movie's perfect. And the fact that we're getting the sequel, which has all of the best stuff of that book in it and i love the first half of that book we are getting all the action that the first part didn't have all the crazy emotional stuff all the character stuff like i'm so excited for dune 2 it is unbelievable mr austin butler himself elvis himself we're gonna set we're gonna see elvis going oh paul Hua. it's gonna be great too excited dune 2 that's on your list as well yeah, it's on mine. Yeah, um, I'm super excited for Dune 2. Um, it's, it's an incredible film, and I have no doubt that this one will be as well. So, so. Yeah, it didn't make my list for personal reasons, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully being able to watch it. I actually I totally forgot Dune 2 was coming out this year. <laughs> he did it! Already, it's, already been being like, oh man! It's November, <laughs> you're fine. Um, I, I mean, I'm excited for it, but I don't think it would have made my list, to be honest. That's Dune, Dune was a. Uh, it probably would have made my list, but Dune was a really was like the thing my dad was like really excited for. Mm -hmm. So like, I, it still burns a little bit that it's coming and he's not going to be able to see it. Yeah. Dude, absolutely, I understand yeah. that. So, Sparks, um, sixty five. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I want to see dinosaurs used in a new way. I this looks cool. I'm I'm all for original sci fi ideas. I think it's going to be really fun. Hundred percent. So I'm excited about that. Uh, Blue Beetle. Whoop, whoop. I'm really optimistic. I want to believe that's going to be a really, a really cool home run. Now totally, in theaters, totally like uh, you know, like we've got the other films and like some of them, some of them I'm very optimistic about. Flash, not so much, but like uh, that are coming out from the DC stuff. But um, Blue Beetle, I think by the virtue of having less attention brought to it, I think it it might be like a surprise, yeah, hit. And I'm really hoping that's the way it goes. And and it being originally supposed to be just like a small you know like an hbo max movie or whatever like and they moved it up it, yeah. it's just it could be a really good small self-contained story about hey this is Tommy Reyes and, and like how he got scared and like i don't believe anything that zaslav had to say about the batgirl movie not being good enough to release i, I think he's full of shit i'm 100%. sure that's not true however he clearly also looked at blue beetle and went well i that can't cancel fine. that one yeah that is true so uh there it is the suit yeah. does look so good marty you're correct you are right the lead is is one of the leads of Cobra Kai, and he's wonderful. Oh, and I'm right. so glad to see him get this tentpole. I hope he's not one of the ones did James Gunn recast. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. We'll find out. We'll find out soon, supposedly. Um, since you did a DC one, I'll do a DC one because I got a twofer of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom and Shazam: Fury of the Gods. I am very excited for both of those. I also put Aquaman on my list because I just don't see how it could be bad. I just right? can't believe that movie's 11 months away. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe that movie was supposed to come out a month ago. Yeah, it's wild. I really like, I really, really like, guys, it's stupid. It's, you know what? It's ridiculously stupid. The amount of love I have for that first Aquaman movie. It's a good movie. 
I I adore it. Like it's the it's my favorite of the DC films. Um, I so I'm like super stoked for Aquaman of the Lost Kingdom. I love I've, I've loved it ever since the title. Can't wait to see more of Jason Momoa as Aquaman. I can't wait to see the more of all the cast except for Amber Heard. Um, James Wan uh, bringing his A game. Everything in the sink included. One more. Like I'm more so black. stoked. I need more black. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Once his once his trench movie got jacked, I'm like, you better put him in that movie double time then. Yeah. And uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods, I really like Shazam. I think it's a really fun movie, so I'm really stoked for the sequel. Yeah, for sure. Um, the movie was, that movie was amazingly satisfying, says Mar- Marty. Marty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I only have two left, and I'm just going to knock them out because they're two video games, and they don't have a release dates, so they're maybe coming out this year, maybe not. One of them might be on my list. Ooh. Warhammer 40,000 Space Marines! Yeah, I still can't believe this game's coming out like more than a decade later. Like this, this it's not an indie game by any means, but it's like it is a cult hit. Like it didn't sell super well, but it is beloved by the war by the Warhammer community. It's just a solid like Gears of War without the cover base shooting because they don't need cover. They just take the hits. They're just tanks. They're just they're literally tank people. Um, so I'm so excited for that. It looks so good. Like like Dynasty Warriors with guns. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Space um, Marines don't need to take cover. Everything he said, I'm just so excited about that. When I saw the trailer, I was like, this looks incredible. This is exactly the Warhammer 40k game I want to play right now. Um, super happy about it. Looks great. I, and then my final thing. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Ben. Did you say something? I want to say something? I, I was going to say that uh, th- the thanks to the TikTok algorithm, I am slowly and surely falling and seeing more and more for Warhammer content on that app. Well, you think and... like a year and a half until Ben's like, and now I've bought all these models and that's my new obsession. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the answer is no, because I don't know if there's a more expensive hobby than yeah, right. yeah, Warhammer painting and collecting, because those one but, bottle is like $20. But, but there may be a chance I could read the Horus Heresy sooner rather than later. Borrow it from Brandon, he still has mine. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, I see it, it's right there. It's a great book, Dan Abnett. I, um, I love the I love the book the the Marnie's Calgar books. I have the yeah. Sisters of Battle books. Um and I would and never since well I remember seeing the trailer with you guys. I'm like, you know what? I'm ready to start playing some Warhammer. Space Marine 2, let's go. Um, my last one. Uh, uh, we only got a short trailer, but it was the most surprising thing at I think the Game Awards, and it's the new Hellboy game, Hellboy yes. Web of Weird, uh, yeah. which I'm not sure if it's part action game, part Telltale game, we can't but tell. but the 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 cell shaded comic book look like it is just Mike Mignola's art brought to the screen, and that is incredible. I Lance, can't believe this is real. Lance Reddick as Hellboy, right? My man, I love Lance Reddick. You deserve better after Resident Evil, my guy. It's so good. Uh, I am so excited for this game, and again, it could like end up being like like a terrible little thing that like they they shit out. Who knows? But like that first trailer hyped me so hard. Yeah. Um. I really hope it is part Telltale game because, like, he is a detective and he talks to people besides just, like, he's a shooter, but he's also a detective. So, like, if we can do a mix of those two types of games, I will be so happy. Too happy. Right. I agree. Sparks? Um, Dark Web, the comic that's coming out. It's it's on issue three already. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I I won't get to it for months. Okay. So it's one of my most hyped things is to read that baby all the way through. Um. So I'm excited about that. That makes me because uh, it's got my bull boy in. It's got my bull in. So I'm so I'm very happy. He's being a bad um, boy. Loop on the third versus Cat's Eye. Mm. Uh, 
Ben, if you want to bring up Mag's Got comment, it. he also mentions one other thing that uh, TMNT Mutant Mayhem, yeah. uh, which is the which is the TMNT movie made by the guys who did Mitchell's vs. the Machines. Yes. Hell yeah. Yeah, That's baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby. Let's do it. I love um, those designs. After we talked, after Puss in Boots, uh, Sparks and I had a long conversation on the state of animation, which probably should be an animation station episode. Um, I'm, uh, well, we could probably do it in Puss in Boots. Um, so I'm very excited for any movie that wants to do this type of uh, CG, uh, 2D, 3D animation, animated style. It's, there's a new Amazon Prime Lupin movie coming out. That's what he's talking about. Oh, oh interesting. It looks very cool. Thank you for telling us that. Oh, uh, Scare the Killer uh, Clowns video game this year. Oh, um, oh yeah, uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah, yeah that game. So, sorry, real quick, real quick, because because you brought it up. There's a Killer Clowns game, and there's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre like multiplayer game coming out, and they both look really good. Uh, and that's just a great world we live in, where Evil Dead exists, Dead by Daylight exists, <laughs> Chainsaw Massacre, all these exist. I love it. Interesting. Okay, sorry, I just I was looking up the cat's eye thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, thanks for bringing that to our attention, Meg. Hell yeah, I didn't know about that. That was Sparks? Uh, yeah, I got one more. Um, so I'll say Win or Lose, which is the Pixar television show. It's the oh, first TV right. show, uh, like actual TV show. Have that's we coming seen out. anything about that? We have only glimpses. Um, it is a little league. It's about a little league. Oh. Um, and it's Pixar's first dedicated actual, like not a series of shorts, a television show. And I'm very excited about it. Um, I, I have a lot of faith it's going to be quality uh and cute uh so i'm i'm super super optimistic for it so that's that's one of them hell yeah me too um cool then i'll just finish my list then uh i've only got three entries left okay well you and i can go one to one for the next bit then oh okay um i thought thought, i'm sorry i misheard you and i thought that was your last entry no that was just me doing another you know because i'm doing two in a time all right so we'll do one 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 on one um so i'll go with monarch Yep, that's also on my list. Um, the, the Godzilla Apple TV Plus series. Um, I'm very excited to finally get a TV series live action on Apple TV Plus with Godzilla. The creative team behind it, Matt Fraction, is working on it. He's one of the writers. Um, a lot of great writers and directors attached to it. Toho gave them permission to use Godzilla on the small screen, which is wild. Um, yes. Who knows how often he'll be in that, that show, but it's still cool. Because we're getting the continuation to what is still my favorite MonsterVerse entry, the 2014 Godzilla film. It is picking up after that moment, after after the battle, after the New York fight, San Francisco fight, sorry, um, and uh, uh, talk, diving more into Monarch and uh, more into like the personal stuff of family. Hell, the cast of Kurt Douglas, uh, nope. Kurt Russell, yep. and uh, um, Wyatt Russell is uh, is so exciting to see the two of them work together in a show. Lovely, sure. lovely. Yeah, yeah, I'm very excited. Pretty much everything you said, I agree with. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm super stoked about that. Um, I'll go with another one. Bar- don't say it. Okay. I thought of one more, but we don't have any information on it yet. But it is coming out this year, and it's Jonathan Hickman's new Marvel comic that he's making. Yeah, and he's doing something with with the celestial cosmic, like those, like the Beyonder and all them. Uh, and it's with uh, Valerio Skeedy, who's one of the best artists in Marvel. So uh, he keeps putting up little teases on his Instagram. I'm like, oh, what is this comic panel from? I'm like, I don't know. You won't tell us. So like, I'm super excited because again, Jonathan Hickman is one of the greatest comic writers of all time. Sure. So whatever he touches after X Men, I'm just like, I'll take it. Bar Barbie. Barbie. <laughs> Did you want to say something about it, Brandon? Well, no, I wanted to say so real quickly. Uh, the Skull Island animated show is kind of a. Um, 
kind of a bracket underneath Monarch because I'm not as excited about that. But I, if it come if it's coming this year, I'm interested. I mean, I'm interested, but the thing is, like, I can't say I'm excited about it because we know so little. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it's gonna look like. I don't know really like anything about it other than they're making it. Whereas, like, Monarch, I have a lot more faith in because of the things we've heard. Yeah. Um, Spark. So Barbie. Barbie. Yeah, Barbie. Um, it looks super colorful mm-hmm. and awesome and i've been excited about it ever since you know the stuff started getting leaked about it all those pictures. Uh, and all those pictures and videos and i was like well this just looks like this is going to be wonderful yeah um so i'm i'm delightfully excited for barbie Greta. i have a star trek entry which is just because i'm excited for a lot of star trek uh stuff coming out this year and uh, namely just the four i'll, I'll name which are uh, there is an autobi. They just announced this this week. I mean, didn't put it in the news, um, but there is an autobiography of Captain Benjamin Sisko uh, coming. I really like the autobiography series. Um, they have I've I've read all of them except for Spock's. Um, I thought the Captain Kirk card ones were delightful. Um, it's really cool that Sisko is getting one. Uh, he's a great captain, and he's getting a lot of love this year, which is really cool to see um because he uh, Avery Brooks will not come back to Star Trek to save his life. Uh, he is done, done, done. Um, he just wants to sit in his ranch and play piano. Um, but he, uh, uh, but to see his character still get so much love, which leads me into the next thing of Star Trek, which is he's headlining the characters, headlining a new Star Trek ongoing series. Um, Captain Benjamin Sisko is a main character of this book. Um, I'm so excited. Jackson Lanning and, um, uh, Colin Kelly. Oh, their guardians book should have been on my list, but it's not. So sorry. Um, Cause I'm excited for that, but I really and like Captain America cold war book. They're all over this list. I really like Star Trek year five, which is the, which is by them. I'm, I'm so excited that they're, that Star Trek is getting a dedicated ongoing series that is set in the time period. It is, which is my favorite time period of Starfleet right now. Um, we're getting some really cool characters interacting with a really, with a really good writer. Um, it's got its own spinoff already with Worf on the defiant with lore and Roe and uh, it was just so it's just really cool to be this excited like no joke this year is the most excited I've been for Star Trek comics in so many years guys I think about this all the time there was a Star Trek Strange New Worlds uh, uh, tie-in comic coming out um, it's going to lead into season two I'm stoked for that one there's a Lower Decks comic that I'm getting that I'm picking up I think next month I'm excited for that one the Mirror War which is the culmination of Scott and Dave Tipton's Mirror Mirror Universe saga is finally coming to trade i'm so stoked i'm so stoked for star trek comics this year love it love it uh star trek picard season three i'm really hopeful everything i'm seeing of that show says it's going to be really good really cool to see those characters back together there's uh uh, there was a small brief teaser for the for the football game that's happening next week uh where they're going to reveal the last trailer um, which we see the enterprise f and we see all the characters sitting around a sitting around a conference table and that like it's just I know Star Trek Picard has let me down twice before now. <laughs> so it's really weird to say that I'm still excited for it. And I have only myself to blame if it's bad. But like, I really have faith that it's not going to be. I think we're going to get the Star Trek Next Generation crew's undiscovered country moment. I really think we're going to get it. I hope so. I hope so. And then finally, of course, look, my favorite show of last year, my favorite thing of last year, Star Trek Strange New Worlds season one. Of course, I cannot not I can't not be excited for Star Trek Strange New World season two. Uh, we're getting a crossover with Lower Decks. How the hell is that going to work? Shit, man. I'm just so stoked for, for my favorite show to come back. Hell yeah, Jack Quaid. All right. I got actually there was one I forgot. Uh, I'm just going to quickly uh, uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. 
because I love Dark Souls and I mm. love the Dark Souls franchise. And if you switch a sword, ooh, I spit everywhere. If you switch a sword with a lightsaber, I'll be happy. And that first game's pretty good. I don't think it's perfect, but like if you give me another one of those where it's or it, it doesn't look like a brand new game. It looks like it's an iterative, iterative sequel, which again, is not always a bad thing. Like I just played God of War and I mostly enjoyed it. So like, if it's just like a, a kind of better version of that first game, I'll be really happy. Right. Um, Cause I love, I love Dark Souls combat. I love me. Give me a parry. Let me parry. Oh yeah. I'll give you a shield. I love it. It's just a nice different avenue to be exploring Star Wars yeah. right now. Yeah. And having sure. like a little bit of challenge. Uh, I just always enjoy it. Cause like, you know, it's not like, you know, you shoot them up. It's like, ah, I kill a thousand stormtroopers. No big deal. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to say a different one than the one I would say right now because I'm pretty sure it's Brandon's last one. So I'll say a different one, which is they clone Tyrone. Uh, oh. The Netflix film yeah. that's coming out this year. Uh, John Boyega has been pretty happy about this project ever since he started on it and talking a lot about it. Tiana Paris on this one too? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And Jamie Foxx. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I'm really interested in this. I'm, I'm hoping that it's a really solid hit for, for Boyega and just a solid film uh, in general. So... Super interested, super hyped. I forgot all about that one. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I saw the 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 Netflix trailer for this year, and I was to see if anyone was going to go on my list. Ty- the Clone Tyrone is close, but um, I'm interested in a few of those, but none of them were eye popping. There's that Millie Bobby Brown fantasy movie that was just kind of cool. Yeah, whenever that's going to be, and whatever that's going to be. My final one, my number one thing. It's the only one yeah. in order. Yeah, the yeah. one I'm I'm most excited for of next year is Indiana Jones. And the Dial of Destiny. Yep, that was here too. Yep. Baby. I've seen the Indiana Jones films so many times. Just this 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 year alone. We're only three weeks into this year. Um, I am Jones and for more Jones. Uh, I, I really love the Indiana Jones franchise. Um, I was remembering like my 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 cinephile youth and be like, well, you know, Harrison Ford was actually my favorite actor for a really long time and then i saw firewall and i was like well i guess you don't care about movies anymore mm, yep i remember that yeah i remember yep. firewall <laughs> yeah that mid-2000s period you're like oh, i'm a paycheck man now yep um and i think that like for we're switching directors was was a good idea because i really like james mangold i think james mangold has really mm. nailed it that trailer made me cry like i'm just so excited hearing that theme song it's having John Williams come back to compose the score. I, I get to experience the Indiana Jones theme song on screen one more time. And we may be getting something that I've wanted Indiana Jones to do for ages, which is maybe getting some World War II flashbacks. We know mm-hmm. he was he served in World War II. I've always wanted World War II indie adventures. Um, flashbacks I'll take. Harrison Ford looks like he's actually bringing it this time. Um, he's clearly excited about it. I'm I just can't wait to live in Indiana Jones again. For sure. Part time. <laughs> this time it's full time. He's a full time. Full time. Yeah, I know. I'm I didn't put it on here, but like I I show. Yeah, I, I'm very, Man- very excited for this. Mangle gives me a lot of a lot of faith and considering his last movie was Logan. Like, come on. That was come on, like, wow, wow. His last his last movie, Ford v. Ferrari, was incredible. Oh, there you go. That's what I meant. No, I yeah. really I really like that movie. Like, no joke, it's great. That's another movie I actually watched on my plane flight home, and I loved it. Yeah, but like doing Logan, but Indiana Jones is such a good idea. Yeah. Seeing seeing this character actually, because he's not. I know that like we were making a bunch of old man jokes in the in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and like even behind the scenes, we we're like, isn't he like seventy years old? Like, yeah, but he's actually not that old in Indiana Jones: The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It's 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 not really not that 
weird that he's doing the things he's doing. It is very weird that an 83-year-old Indiana Jones is going around right now. And yeah, like I'm, yeah. I'm happy to see that though, because I want to yeah. see him. I want to see Harrison Ford play Indiana Jones and, and 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 actually go out with that character on a high note. Yeah, that's that's always the thing. that's the big thing. Yeah, Indy deserves to go out on a high note. Yeah, yeah. And this is the legacy sequel. Like Indiana Jones will now have two legacy sequels. How wild is that? Um, but this is the one that you know maybe we deserved after uh, yeah. after Last Crusade. Yeah. Um, sure. Not that's not to disparage Kingdom of the Crystal Skull too much, but I, I I think the first half of that movie is pretty good. No, I I would agree. The first half like it's it's it has a lot of great stuff, but it once once it starts devolving into the alien stuff, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's really the problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just man, just man, just Indiana Jones guys. It, it is it is really cool, and like I bet I bet if if Spielberg were directing this, I would I would still be excited. But the fact that it is a new director and one as good as James Mangold does make me more excited than I think if it was Spielberg coming back, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe if, he, maybe if he did Fablemans, then this. That'd be like, oh, Spielberg's sure, back. But sure. like, like the fact that it's Mangold and like that dude, that dude's certified. Like every movie is certified. So like, that's really exciting. Yeah. I'm just so glad to see Harrison Ford back as this Look, character I think, once I more. I think Spielberg has a different taste for what kind of movies he's good at making now mm -hmm. because like, I've I've seen like some of the cinematography from, from West Side Story, and then like looking at the Fablemans, and I think there's a there's a flair of cinema that he's comfortable with making right now. And Indiana Jones doesn't live in that style anymore. Yeah, and I think like his version of making Indiana Jones would be too close to like Ready Player One, which I don't CG find stuff, yeah. which I don't find visually spectacular. I mean, that's what I mean. Kingdom of Skull is a lot of CG. That entire yeah. jungle <laughs> sequence is CG, basically. So yeah. like, like I I. Yeah, I, I, oh, but I think Mangold is going to bring like fresh eyes to it, so it's going to be really exciting. Yeah, and I think I think that's what Indy needs needs at the end yeah. of his his career is the fresh eyes because like yeah. Lucas was not going to come back to write this one, and frankly, I don't actually want him to. Um, no, no one does. And and Spielberg, you know, Spielberg didn't think he can he can give it his all. Actually, you know, if he was going to be forced to make an Indiana Jones movie, I don't want that either. I yeah, want someone right. who's going to want to do this. And James Mangold feels James Mangold and Harrison Ford teamed up, and it feels like this was a story they were passionate to tell. And that's what I want. That's what I want. I I'm wanna, just really yeah. happy we live in the world where this is James Mangold doing it and not James Abrams. <laughs> oh my uh, god, the light flares! Imagine. Oh, you put that out in the universe, and I hate you. What was the last thing? Yeah, you... but but it's okay because it can't possibly come true. What was You're the last right. thing he directed? Not TV. What was the last movie he directed? Was, was it Super 8? JJ. The last Star Wars. It was Rise of Skywalker. Oh, sorry. I literally blocked that from my memory. Sure you That's did. Right. I don't blame you. <laughs> like, That's man, funny because you blocked you blocked that Force Awakens and Star Trek Into Darkness out of your memory. <laughs> you were like, why, where have you been in 15 years, JJ? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm 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 also thinking like I'm also wondering like two two possibilities happens at the end of this movie. One he dies or two we finally get an answer to what how he lost his eye in young Indiana Jones. I don't think they'll kill him. I just don't. Yeah. Send off. Got to do it. You have to do a send off. I would love Here's the thing. I would really like it if they want to keep young Indiana Jones canon cuz Kingdom of the Crystal Skull does too. Like they wanted to like reference young Indiana, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones is solid and I do think Lucasfilm is proud of it. I don't think they want to retcon it. And I think that, like, if you wanted to just be like, this is how, because we see a 93-year-old Indiana Jones in Young Indiana Jones. It's the right. it's the the bookend of a lot of episodes. And he's wearing an eye patch. And I'm like, if you want to do that, that that's this story. I'm down with that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. 
Sparks, I think there's I a, way, like a good way to send off the character without killing him. Yeah, I feel like I monopolized that. No, no absolutely. I wanted you to. I wanted to hear everything. I'm, I'm excited for it. It was on my list because I'm excited for it. But like, you go, man. You go. All right. But that's it. That's our top whatevers. Oh, I have one more. You have one more. I'm sorry. I saved it for the bottom. Oh. Because I'm pulling a Brandon and I'm doing a little bit of a smuggle with this and it's Scream 6. See, I had it on my list, but oh. I didn't say it because I feel like we talked about it with the trailers. You're right. But here's the reason why I put Scream 6 at the bottom. It's because I'm not just excited about Scream 6. I'm excited for Ben to see the Scream franchise. I'm excited for all the things we're doing on the podcast this year. Yes. I'm excited to do the franchises we're doing this year. It's a spooky season for all. I'm excited for the basement arcades that we might get to pull off this year. I'm excited for the pause menus that are going to come. Absolutely a Final Fantasy 16. You guys getting to do a Legend of Zelda show. I'm excited for the year here on the podcast because we've got a lot of things we'd like to do. And I'm excited because we're going to support each other through it. And I think it's going to be really awesome. Yay! I love support Yay. There are two projects that I don't want to put out there because I feel like it would jinx their creation. Don't do it. But that I am excited for. Oh, yeah. Two. I know. Uh, one starts with the M, one starts with the T. Oh, well, I mean, but that's not a creation. That's a continuation. On I know. Well, it's kind of a new thing. It's kind of a... <laughs> sure, sure. It's a new iteration. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, no escaping the stream train, says <laughs> hey, and Ryan already said, like, maybe digital long box this year. So, like, it's going to be a good year, guys. Yeah, and I think we have a plan to actually make... to to. I think we... Our problem has always been the week prior to doing something, we're always like, do we want to do this incredibly impossible thing? Um, and I think we've got a good plan to, to, to find a way to balance everything we want to do with the shows that we're doing, with the time that we have. And I think we can actually, you know, I, I say, I said this to each individually, divide and conquer. You know, we'll, we'll do much more if, 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 if one, or, one or two of us say, you know what, maybe I can't do this one. Yeah. Um, and Even then if it and, breaks our hearts. God of War, <laughs> <laughs> and and we'll get more stuff out that way, and we'll all be happier. I think. Yeah. Book club. It's my turn, and I chose a manga. Um, I asked the guys what they wanted to see last week, and they chose a manga. So uh -huh. I only I only had one manga option in mind, uh, and it was. <laughs> Kaiju number eight, volume one, uh, written by, written and drawn by Nate. I should have pronounced, I should have tried, I should have tried to do this, should have practiced this. Do your best, Let's do your best. Naoya yeah. Matsumoto. Sure, mm -hmm. yeah. It's on purpose. Uh, uh, this is a, 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 a book that has taken Japan by storm and a little bit of America uh, is getting an anime next year, I believe. Um, do you mean next uh, year or this year? I believe it's next I year. I believe it it's 2024. 2024? Okay, yeah, okay. So. I'm just making sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, if it's this so, year, it's very late this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> Magazine, um, you chose wisely. I this is a thank you, Mac. This is a a future where um Japan is well, not a future. It's a, it's a world where Japan is plagued by kaiju, and there's a bunch of organizations to try and fight that. And one guy works for the cleanup crew, gets a bug in his mouth, and becomes a kaiju. Uh, named Kaiju Number Eight. What do we think about this? Real so quick, question, real quick, everywhere else around the world, this is called Monster Number Eight. Yeah, <laughs> on, on my yeah. on the app I was reading it, it was Monster Number Eight. But yeah, also, it's Monster Number Eight in America, they how, made a kaiju, and I don't know why because yeah. how many is a better word I think. But question: How many chapters are in the first volume? Seven. 
There are seven. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, seven. There are seven. Seven. Well, I did a lot of extra credit because I read all the way to chapter eleven. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I read I read to like chapter nine, I think. So like because I wanted (laughs) to. I'll tell you what, I I I wish I read more. I do. I like I'll start first. I like this. I I think it's I think it's really good. Um it feels to me like he was like, what if I I want to do attack on Titan? But not mean, but not like I want to make a happy Attack on Titan, uh, and throw in some other, you know, like school, like school anime manga tropes and stuff. Uh, so I feel like, despite it feeling very familiar to me, and like like it felt very tropey, uh, I still thought it was pretty funny. I wish I read more because I have a feeling it's only going to get better. I think the first volume is pretty good. Uh, I think it. I only can imagine it only gets better from here. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, remind me how the seventh chapter ends again. So it's, it's, it's like him, like in a pose, like he just beats some dude in front of a lady. That oh, yeah. okay, yeah, it does. Yeah, I couldn't there. stop there. I couldn't. No, stop I, could, there I, I kept. Um, uh, cause, oh yeah, because there wasn't a really like a, oh the first volume con- contains this and this. Because um, I was trying to think of um, other manga I have. Is like that's only like ten to eleven chapters or so. So I just read down to chapter eleven. Dang. Yo, this I love this. I Googled, I'm really glad I Googled you the love first it. volume because I, I didn't gonna, know how many. I was gonna say there's this really handy tool called Google where you can look up how many chapters are yeah. in the volume of a book. Um, R R R. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but hey you, at least you didn't read under the number so yeah. you're good yeah um yeah i thought this was great just real quickly just uh, uh on what ryan said it is kaiju number eight in japan it's okay, just, okay it's just being called monster number eight in most translations outside okay, of japan, okay, 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 okay. um mm-hmm. because that's what they translate it to yeah yeah because when i read it like it was called monster number eight <laughs> we are the only other country outside of japan that really heavily use the term kaiju yeah, yeah. regularly um and even Interesting. like like outside of that most people will say monster bring it back bring it around the world Pacific uh, Rim, did it. Pacific Rim was a big hand in that. I feel. Mm. I love it. I love it. Hell yeah! It's it's funny. It's cool. I like the monster designs. Yes. I I have to stress again that it's funny. I think the humor is on point. Mm-hmm. I specifically highlighted the moment when his body is just getting out of control when he's running down the street and he's getting tentacles <laughs> and then he eats a bird and he's like Ichikawa, I just ate a living bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nothing <laughs> gets me more happy than the I really gotta take a piss moment and then he pees out of his nipples. Yeah, and then yeah. face. <laughs> Of fear, <laughs> what is on him? Of just what have I done? That was such a good moment. And, um, and at the at the I think no one would dare take me as their pride now. Just leave me here to die. It's it's just so good to have this like monstrous looking character have these emotions expressed. I love his design uh, and, so and much. his humor. Yeah. Like his design looks awesome, and like when he's not reacting to something, he looks just really cool. And then he's he's bubbling up and he's falling apart, and he, it's it's so it's so good. It's yeah. so charming. Uh, it was I, so effective. I this made me laugh. Like no, I can never be somebody's bride. I'm gonna die right here. You never could have been anybody's bride. <laughs> um. Or, or like his struggles to maintain his human form. Oh, so yeah. he's getting like teeth. some of the jaws and not not being able to maintain it. I cannot get that to focus enough, but you get what I'm saying. I'll tell you what. It, it, despite it being funny, um, I think like some of like the like the earnestness near the end where he become like it becomes like serious and he's like, "There's no way I'm giving up this time. I'm actually gonna like I'm gonna do the thing." Like it feels like earned and it feels like this is like a moment. Uh, and like like I think that was that's pretty good. I um. So I really loved this. I I, I, had a, I had a really good time with this. I thought it was very funny. I really like the artwork. I think there's a there's some great motion here. 
Um, the the pacing of it is re is really quick and it moves and it's um, cool. I love the artwork. There's a couple of splash pages oh, yeah. like the one I'm showing on the screen right now. Um, there's also one where he's in where he's he like punches a kaiju to death and like it's like kind of a two page spread or one and a half page spread where he's uh, raining blood, which I think oh, is yeah. a beautiful page. Um, so I, I have go ahead. I was gonna say like uh, uh like the like the descriptions of the monsters like you have like your main monster and then you have like the after beasts which are like the smaller monsters that like that come off of him and like you know like they're separate but the same it really, yeah. really reminded me of like the thing how the like yoju exist the yeah. yoju uh, and the hoju what'd you call me hoju <laughs> uh, uh, that's what they must have called in the, in the translation that Brandon has because in, in our yeah 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 uh, sorry hanju hanju sure. So it's so here so here it's a Hanju and Yoju. Uh, Hanju is a main beast and a Yoju is a residual beast. Yeah, we uh, we got terms like after after beast. beast. Yeah, yeah. After and, beast. Interesting. I read this on Manga Plus. Me too. So I don't know why there's a different translation than what he has because I have read it like on well, a German. So it's probably because it's the physical book and different because, yeah, different translation teams. Direct, they do the direct translation of every term and then the official printing won't always do direct oh, translation of every term um official english printings will sometimes just leave the japanese terms so yeah. what would be technically more accurate this or his book uh te technically yours is accurate because it's translating the term. okay 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 um uh but brandon's is not necessarily not wrong. wrong no 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 i'm just curious because like i didn't realize there would be two different translations like like here's the here like I yeah this like is the here's same, the English this one. is the same thing as like um uh where some will will say like uh in in bleach in the English translations like they'll refer to the soul reapers as soul reapers mm -hmm. but in in Japanese they would still call them shinigami oh okay okay um, so why haven't they why haven't they retranslated Krillin's name to, from Kirurin? <laughs> Or, or, or really? freeze at a freezer because Freezed. some things are too embedded in American pop culture. I love yeah. freezer. Yeah. Um, my whole thing is I'm super glad I read more than I was supposed to because I love Same. how the first volume ends. And the more I read, the more I was. There's more characters. In, I don't, I'm not gonna spoil it for you guys. I definitely highly recommend that you keep reading past chapter seven. Just just keep going. I'm probably gonna keep going. I stopped. I can read for free now. I'm going to. Exactly. Um, where I stopped, I was like, I. I'm pretty sure that's the end, but man, I I want to keep going because this this is a really touching story, and I uh, and the part where like where he fights the monster, like when he beats up the monster and saves the little girl, and the little girl thanks him right before she leaves. I was like, that's the hero moment. That's the great. That's the part because I was thinking, oh no, he's gonna be revolted, and he is at first because you know he's a hideous looking kaiju, but then when she when the girl's like, oh, but he saved me. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is yeah. good. This is good. Um, oh, it's good shit. Uh, to to what you were saying, Ben, like I I was jarred when I because I knew I read knowing when the end of volume one was, and when I got to the end of chapter seven, I'm like, this is I think a it's weird a, place to stop. I think because that is the final thing in his book is like that, mm -hmm. and like that's yeah. an interesting way to end it. I would have I would have gone two or three chapters more. Yeah. Um, but the mm -hmm. thing is that uh. I'm surprised because generally this is not an American thing. This is in general because the volumes are the same between the countries. Um, generally, it feels like the first volumes are usually longer than the rest yeah. uh, because they're trying yeah. to get you in. And so I was very surprised that this one wasn't up to 10 because Ben's right. Most yeah, would usually be about 10 or 11. I want to say because chapter, well, chapter one was double in size compared yeah. to the other chapters. That's true. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that could then, be the reason why. 
it, that was an interesting, I would have even just done one more chapter. Like I wouldn't have stopped it there. I think you've still got the enough going to keep people wanting to read the next part. I, I really like real, sorry, real quick. I really like that his, that his, him being a failure and not joining like the task force or whatever, and him being like a monster, like monster gut sweeper actually benefits him in the end because he knows how to attack them. I want, I think that is a awesome page. Like I know the monsters from the inside out. Yeah. Like attack the soft spot, do the tail thing. I'm like, Oh damn. Like this is all coming for a sort of full circle. I wanted to touch on that too, because I think it's really great that they did the, like, here's, here's how not everything about him is that he's useful now because he can punch things real hard. Yeah. Um, but he's mm -hmm. actually useful as a support person just on his own with his own merits and his knowledge. And I'm really glad that they did that because I really appreciate when those manga and anime stories like go out of their way to be like, we're thinking about things differently than just as a straight up like Shonen smash it. Like uh, Aaron from Attack on Titan. Yeah. That's what I, I thought this was going to be, but I'm really glad it wasn't. <clears throat> what are you going to um, do now, All Might? Punch it harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quickly on the translation thing, I was curious about this. Um, so I, I had the Viz app um, where you can read this as well. And so I turned to a page where I knew you'd find the your targets are the 36 Hanju and Yoju position on the wide open. I found that. And in the Viz app, it also says Hanju and Yoju. Well, yeah, because because Viz publishes the book. Oh, is that why? Yeah, so yeah. it's going to be the same on the app. So, but on Manga Plus, where Ryan and Ben read it, Viz didn't publish it? That's right, because on Manga Plus, it's translated immediately. So it's being translated from the Japanese immediately. It's not It's not doing the week's conversion for the version that's going to be put in print here in the States. It's, it is the translation that is happening in the moment. So they are just taking the Japanese literally uh, yeah. and translating it. And sometimes what, what ends up happening when you're Americanizing it is they'll return things sometimes to be more appeasing to an American audience. That's all uh, it is. Evangelion, like the, the third child or third children. Yes, exactly. Like that kind of, that's yeah. a great example. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just a interesting interesting stuff. I, I enjoy the, There was a really funny moment where um, he's he, he they put on his thing. He's like, you know, we, you know, we've never seen anyone do zero before. It's like, this guy, zero. And it's like, what? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Put, pulling out Mag's comment. Uh, I know the main character's pain of cleanup work, but gets by and wants to do better or matter. Hell yeah, Mag. Yeah. He's a champion of the working class. Hell yeah. And here's the thing. He's 32 years old. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's yeah. so rare to see in manga as a, as a character... I mean, Goku's forty now, but we met him when he was a child. Yeah, was um, yeah, when he's a baby. Yeah. And so, like, like the, you know, this is an, this is a protagonist who's in his thirties, and you rarely see that. In, in yeah, it's uncommon only, for this type of manga, for sure. Yeah. And not only that, but a character who shares the same age as a lot of us, and yeah. someone who I actually um, relate to because he, I mean, gr mm -hmm. granted, if I was able to fight monsters, I'd definitely be fighting monsters. But he wants to do better with his life, and he wants to reach this goal that he doesn't have a whole lot of time with uh, he doesn't have a whole lot of time left because if you're over 33 years old, you can't join the defense force anymore. And yeah, um, I, and even though thankfully in, especially in my situation, I don't have a, an age limit, but I can definitely tell you that growing up, there were times it felt like I very well did. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it can feel that way a lot of the time um, mm -hmm. that there's an age limit on certain, th certain careers. I really like this page. I think it's really that's cool. a good page. Um, I also just am grateful that this is a manga book that uh, is not doing a whole bunch of, you know, sexualizing of women. For oh my no, gosh, the second they no introduced that, that 16-year-old, uh, she's a 16-year-old who graduated early and she's the best in the class. I'm like, oh God, here we go. Here we go with the nasty shitty oh, trip. That oh, I thank God, we did. We do need her. Okay, you guys yeah. didn't, yeah. 
I love yeah, I love but then her, she really. she gets kaplooied, so I love so her. Oh my god! Oh my god! So harrowing! So harrowing! Like quite, quite frankly, because like I I like this character. Like she's kind of smug, but but she's written in a way that you that that, that she's appealing to. She's also to it her all. her piece of shit father. She is so awesome. yeah. She's all, that, yeah, that's Oscar. a joke for a reason. And and, mm-hmm. and and so when she gets shot, you're like, oh shit. Like you feel because you, you're you know still new at this book, you're not quite sure what the stakes are right now. Like, can this character you just met can this character die? Is that the type of book we're playing with? And 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 so you have this moment where where your heart kind of stops because like, oh my god, did you just kill this new character that I enjoy? Yes. And also, she it's like she's a tsundere, but she's not really a tsundere. Uh, I don't get that reference, but that's fine. Oh. Um, I really like uh, I, I I love that he gets possessed by this worm flying worm thing which is just which just goes like i found you and then just yeah. goes right into the mouth and i'm like wow i wonder what that's all about um i also like the idea of the monster muscle suits that they yeah have to, like uh have synergy with and activate yeah also very ava <laughs> yeah i said your plug suits yeah, yeah 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 i i think the humor i think sparks is right about the humor in this book what one of the things that's really fun about his about his character design is that it works um when it's serious and when it's goofy so you can have moments where he's where his eyes are bulging in his head uh and then you can have mo- but and also moments where he looks incredibly intimidating absolutely and the other thing is about the humor is that um i i felt like when it when it's funny it's really funny and then it's not trying to be funny too often yeah that's but yeah. when it is funny it's really really funny yeah uh, yeah, I'm. I really enjoyed this book. I'm. I'm Next glad right, you guys I also, like, I also like the childhood friend. Oh yeah, the the the, the, the Full Metal bitch from uh, from uh, Age of Tomorrow, who like she grew up and she's like, I'm the coolest soldier in the world, yeah, and you were so, you were supposed to be here with me, and you're not here. <clears throat> he's trying yeah. To yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a really cool that's a really cool story point how they like know each other and and she she feels betrayed by him for quitting and he also feels like he betrayed her uh, because he did quit and. And also, kind of maybe feels a little a little betrayed by her because she kept going and got like really great. Yeah, um, I I already can't wait for the moment when she finds out about his. He's a bad boy. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think the only the only real negative for me is that I think it I think the volume one ends in a spot where it like it really leaves you wanting more. It should have it should have gone I think one chapter. I, like yeah, one more chapter because it kind of feels like it stops in the middle of something. Yes, and again, that's not like that's a negative of the story. It's just like weird place to cut it off here. Most most chapters in manga usually end with at least not like major cliffhangers, but some note of like you're gonna want to see the next thing, sure, unless yeah. they're like absolutely ending an arc. Um, and I do think because I did read the next chapter that you could have just gone put the next chapter at least into this book, yeah. And then there still is like another thing that happens at the end of that chapter that's like you are going to want to see what happens next. Yeah, yeah. I really like his friend. I think his friend is well written in the two Ichikawa. of them. Oh, the, 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 the kid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think Ichikawa was uh, really cool. I like the way that they came together. I like that they're they're new to each other and they and the way they're rivals and and he wants to uh protect people. He reminds I, me of Cyborg from One Punch Man. <laughs> he reminds me of that too, but I think he has a little more fun personality. Yes. Um and what I like about it is that it's this it's this uh not a sense of admiration that's brought them together, but just kind of like a getting by and like having similar goals kind of thing. And um, I, it's it's an uncommon way of building two main characters in a show. Uh, Ichigawa starts like really intense and he's like, why? Why did you give up? And he's like, well, I guess I tried my best. And he's like, I'll never give up. I'll never understand yeah, till yeah. the day I die. And he's like, you know, when you get a little older, and he's like, I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. 
the the two of them together they pair off really well together and and the uh comedic duo of them is very fun to read and very compelling and yeah uh, we, we brought it up earlier but like i really do like the kaiju designs are awesome and they're like they're not your traditional like they're kind of like they're kind of like bug-eyed spooky looking and i'm a big fan of that and then, like the one at the like some of them don't have like eyes and like the one that's really interesting is like this that's like the one that shows up at the end this yeah. guy right here guy? yeah, yeah. That, that dude yeah. is awesome he reminds me of the upside down man from tinian's justice like dark run oh sure yeah, yeah um yeah. little a little little uh design the design is triggering that memory in my head and i really like that character and that design so like the, it was just exciting to see a similar mold i guess yeah yeah good pick all right anything else no nope. kaiju number eight why was there only seven chapters mm-hmm. all right sparks it is your turn next week do you know what it is yeah i do <gasps> it's transformers shattered glass Ooh, i read that first issue you gave me like two years ago i got that somewhere in here i think this is a uh, alternate story Danny. where the Decepticons are the good guys and the Autobots are the bad guys. Written by Danny Lore, who's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So stay tuned for that. That'd be cool. Also, next week, we don't know exactly what we're doing, but we'll figure something out and deliver a show for you then uh, at that time. As far as as far as that is concerned, uh, stay tuned for some Scream movies as we lead into Scream 6, Screevy. Back to stabbing. Stabbing all day long. Different stabs. So much stabbing. Um, of course, you can check out other, other shows on this channel. If you like this video and you subscribe to this channel, you can check out shows such as Fake Nerds Watch, which has returned. Which has returned for, for the new year with The Last of Us Season 1, Episode 1, uh, where Sparks and Ryan are joined by a friend of the show, Pi Sharon. Yes. Check us out for more. We're definitely doing more. Of course, you can also check out Basement Arcade, which is our Let's Play series. We, we're going to have a, a, a fun Basement Arcade year. Check it out. Ben, prepare yeah. yourself. Prepare yourself early. Prepare. <sighs> butt cheeks clenched. It's going to be a big year. Clench them. No Choo Choo Charles is coming, Ben. Oh, oh, yeah. That scared me. Um, <laughs> that game is out, Ben. I know. I know. Basement Arcade Pause Menu is also a show you can check out, which is our video game discussion series. A new episode of that has dropped. It is God of War Ragnarok review. That sparks. Nope. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I feel really bad about that one. Um, which uh, Ben and Ryan and myself reviewed. Uh, you can check that out on the on the feeds below in the description below. Of course, Fightner Book Club. Will that return this year? We certainly want it to. So check it out. Uh, should it happen? And you can of course check out other uh, our back catalog if you need a refresher. Um, Animation Station, check it out on this channel. There's a new episode of Cyberpunk Edge Runners that we did last year, uh, just at the tail end, just a couple weeks ago. Um, and it may perhaps a Puss in Boots, the last wish episode. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Cool stuff. And a bunch of stuff you can check out if you like this video and subscribe to this channel. You can check out, of course, our Patreon and our T Public. If you'd like to support us financially, we greatly appreciate it. You can check those links in the description below or on our website at fictorpodcast.com where you can find the links to everything, all of our shows, all of my writings, all of the thingies, the thingies that you could ever want for the Fake Nerd Podcast. It's all there. It's all there. Ben, bring up Meg's comment. Oh, yeah. 
Besides this manga, the only other kaiju manga I'm anticipating is a sort of always catch you later, gang, and take care. You too, bud. Good night, sir. As always, we appreciate you sitting and listening. Um, Thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you to everyone who watched the live show, and thank you to everyone who watched the rewind. Thank you to everyone who watches on the on the on the on the on the audio feed on your way to work and on your way back to work and on your way to work the next day and on your way back from work the next day um, and probably for the rest of the week. Um, You can check out also Jeremy Bellucci. Thank you to him. He's a great, great friend of ours. Uh, We love him to death. He heard all of his music, his, all the music you heard here tonight. That was him. That was him live. We have him actually locked up in the basement and we, we, whenever you see me push a button uh, that's I, I, it pokes him and he starts playing whatever intro we make him. He's behind Squidward. The behind. funny thing is, if you asked him about that, he would just say, "Yes, that's true." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you can you can check out all of his music uh, and his, his himself at Jeremy Bellucci underscore Wreck of Time, which is his band Wreck of Time. And of course, you can check out his podcast, Suburban Proctologist, on Suburban Proctologist official on Facebook or Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Of course, you can check it out on iTunes. Will that come back this year? I certainly hope so. Um, Mike Matola, Mike Matola. Guys, scoop. Perhaps a Mike Matola appearance is in your future. Um, you can check out him. Mike Matola is a wonderful collaborator of ours who we dearly love, um, uh, who just finished another new print. The man is a, a maniac. A maniac. Uh, you can find him at Mike Matola on Instagram and TikTok. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Fickner Podcast. Fickner, at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at B. Tim McClure. On Instagram and Twitter, I also write and edit for kaijuramamedia.com. I also write for atomicgeekdom.com. And eventually, I'll write for CBR if they approve something. And Ben? You can find me, hopefully, winning a whole lot of money in Laughlin, Nevada at BenMaga27 on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can also find me writing for Old School Gamer Magazine, Fusion Gaming Magazine, and GoNintendo.com, as well as playing Mary Frankenstein in Dean Dark, which you can listen to in the link in the description down below. And also, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. If you don't come back with enough money to support this podcast and all of our salaries for the next year, don't come back at all. Wow. All right. See, I guess I'll see you later, Ben. I do not agree with that. (laughs) Sparks. Uh, You can find me just being excited about everything that's about to happen this year at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S P A R K Z Witty. Ryan. At DJ Tony Snark 616. (laughs) The frack was that? That's Bob the Frick. Frick. It was uh, what the Frick was okay. that then? My goodness. Get out Fumble of here. Fumble the ball. Get out of here. Hey! hey. hey. <laughs> Subscribe to us. On... Movie, what a fun Listen, character. Worth it for that five seconds. <laughs> That's true. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music and Podcast, and Pandora. Rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Like this video, subscribe to this channel, and until next time you see us, guys, we're getting out of here before... Before midnight, stay fake nerds. <laughs>